Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over the Bitch, you got coronavirus. Loves her mom, loves Jesus. In America too. The Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water in the blood of patriots. It's a long day. You are a threat. The <laughs> point is that it's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. If you want to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. Hell yes, I will eat your ass. Hell yes, I wrote the bill. Why would I not be for it? I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're gonna be getting checks in the mail that are consequential. You are fake news. If you don't start making more sense, we're going to have to put you in a home. Very fake news. What the fuck is this? Come on, man. Give me a little break here. All right. America, go to the YouTube right now. And also big ups to Rebecca for keeping Matt woke. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. You're awesome. All right, go, go. I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show, frankly. The best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is... The Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Did you enjoy the Biden ASMR? Oh, no. <laughs> never do that again. I'm not so, nightmares. Yeah. Um, well, Joe Biden revived the old um, Eric Swalwell nuke talk about banning AR-15s. And uh, at a different part, a different press conference, um, decided to add his own whispering flair. Joe Biden ASMR on YouTube to solve all our problems coming when uh, I know at least some people will definitely tune into that channel if it if it starts. ASMR people are weird, man, but uh, maybe Joe has a future there. I don't know. I like it. I probably it's shouldn't. Not even Biden. S- I shouldn't say that they're weird because now the entire ASMR community will jump down my throat for that. It'll be flat earth all over again. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Derek Chauvin gets um, 22 years in prison for the murder of George Floyd, and the feds haven't even had their way with him yet. And that's the speculation. Now that uh, Derek Chauvin is, is sentenced in the state of Minnesota and there's a potential appeal coming, is he going to make a plea bargain with the feds that might include agreeing not to appeal that state conviction? Wow. Let's see where this goes. How can you even do that? We'll talk about it. It Well... With um, the feds cramming down their vision of justice, all things are possible, I suppose. 
Uh, speaking of Merrick Garland, our attorney general has announced that the Justice Department is suing the state of Georgia for their racist voting laws. Uh, how are they racist? Nobody knows. You have to invent <laughs> your own racism into the new law. Hmm. Um, and a lot of a lot of federal justice talk tonight. The first Capitol rioter has been sentenced. It's a grandma from Indiana yeah. with a misdemeanor charge of walking through the Capitol, something like that. She looks real sweet, too. Finally, these terrorists are being brought to justice (laughs) after her uh, public defender advised her to denounce white privilege or own up to her white privilege. That was that was the key. He also gave her some literature. Oh, good for him. Taxpayer funded. Appreciate it. Plus, we have an odd hoax hate style story. Is it hoax hate? I don't know. But tortillas were thrown onto a basketball court after a California high school game, uh, high school basketball game. Is it an odd tradition or is it uh, a racist attack on the losing team? We will dissect it. Plus, tonight's movie review is My Cousin Vinny. So stick around for that. And we will check in, of course, with Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, Trovo and DLive in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We will uh, we'll take as many as we can up until 1130 p.m. Eastern. So get them in early if you'd like them read, please. And thank you. It'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. And don't forget, we have the show store up and running. We have T-shirts. We have mugs. We have hats. We have it all. Plus, we have special deals from our friendly listener-owned businesses as well. And this week's feature business is our friends over at Phoenix Ammunition. Yes, Phoenix is still pumping out ammo just as fast as a family-owned business can at the lowest possible prices that the market will allow. And perhaps you've heard uh, of Phoenix Ammo on this show and you've ventured over to the website. That's phoenixammo.com, F-E-N-I-X, ammo.com. And you've noticed, hey, there's nothing in stock over here. Well, except (laughs) they do have 9mm right now, but maybe you've seen that sold out everywhere else. Um, And that's true. That's because stock generally sells out within minutes of uh, becoming available, but it can still be had. So if you'd like to nab some of that ammo from our friends at Phoenix, what you got to do is head on over to the website, phoenixammo.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom and sign up for that newsletter and you'll get email notifications uh, when the stock will be available online. You can also follow over on Twitter. That's at Phoenix Ammunition. And then you'll know exactly what time your precious ammo will be online. And what you can do to prepare for that is head on over to the website, phoenixammo.com, and create an account, put in your information. That way it's ready to go as soon as the ammo becomes available. And if you're that quick, you'll have time to use promo code MCLISTENER. That's (laughs) promo code MCLISTENER for 5% off everything from our friends over at Phoenix Ammunition. You can find everything you need from Phoenix, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses like Charity Swipes, Sonoran Defense Technologies, Hero Soap Company, and more at mattchristiansonmedia.com slash deals. Deals for listeners by listeners. A couple of housekeeping announcements. Next weekend is obviously July 4th, so we will not be doing a Sunday, July 4th show. We hope that you have fun with your family in lieu of tuning into the stream. And um, instead of that, we'll do a Sunday style shortened show on Thursday night, July 1st. So we'll have something similar to a Sunday presentation on Thursday night for you. We'll go live at the same time, 9 Eastern. 
Uh, because we're going live on Thursday, we are going to cancel the call-in stream this week. So no call-in show stream Wednesday, this Wednesday, June 30th. But we'll see you on Thursday. Whatever allows me to work less in this terrible heat. Yeah, you guys so are getting miserable. killed. It's not that bad here. Yeah, the Iron Man races right now. I was like, people are going to die. <sighs> Probably. Is that some kind of what, like some kind of endurance race? Or is it one of those Spartan type things? Or what is it? I think it's a triathlon. I don't know. Ooh. People that do this stuff uh, are insane. Yeah. Uh, what is it? A hundred degrees? It's like, I think it's like 105 degrees. Yeah. Pass too fucking hot is how hot it is. <laughs> Thank you uh, for that uh, meteorological report. Appreciate it. <laughs> and now back to the news. Um, yeah. Actually back to the announcements. One quick thing I want to say too. Uh, we are with the help of a very kind, uh, generous listener. Who's a little more tech savvy than I am. He's been working on building a backup live streaming system. Um, through my website that hopefully will be a little more censorship proof. Now, this is still a work in progress. Expect quirks. But if you're listening live tonight and you wouldn't mind visiting that backup to just uh, test it out and see how it performs, I've put a link atop the description. It's at uh, live.mattchristiansonmedia.com. And what we're really looking to test is whether the system can support a decently large volume of viewers or not. We, mm. we tested it out with about 60 people watching it on Wednesday and it worked fine. Um, but we'd like to test it out with a little bit more. So if you're if you're watching live and you have the ability to head over there just for a few minutes or maybe a segment of the show and just see how it does, that would be much appreciated. And particularly if you find any problems, if it's not playing well, if it doesn't sound good, if you can't get it to load, um, send me an email. We're looking to clean up any kind of technical issues that uh, might be present with the system. And we're still working on it and building it. So your patience is appreciated. But hopefully the next time Susan swings her axe at us, we'll be a little better prepared um, yeah. you know we, we weathered it pretty well last time but you always like to have as many tools as you can at your disposal it wasn't so bad no it was it was awesome that was one of the saving graces was having pretty much everybody come over to watch live on d live and i know and i couldn't believe it i was like we're, we'll get 10 percent of the viewership but no yeah um well last week speaking of getting banned this is a great way to do it but i'm just jumping right into it last week we were speculating about um what might be done to the newly unveiled George Floyd statue bench at Newark City Hall in New Jersey. Of course, maybe we thought someone's going to stick a syringe in his arm. Maybe yeah. they'd work a gun into his hand that he can point at pregnant women who sit on the bench. Um, I did not actually foresee this particular brand of um, quote unquote vandalism, which to be clear, Susan, I um, I fully disavow. <laughs> Here you go, George. Here you go, George. <laughs> that's right. Somebody put a banana in George's hand at the statue. Now, before you say that that's racist, that is actually historically correct. Uh, George Floyd was buying a banana at Cup Foods just before his death, and I had never seen the Chad George Floyd meme. Um, Honestly, <laughs> you tell me which picture is which. They look very posture-wise, very similar. Amazing how memes become reality. Oh my god! Ah, <laughs> oh, I love everyone. I'm surprised there wasn't a national manhunt for the the kid. He sounds young-ish. The, the kid who did. Did this. you even hear about it? I saw it on Twitter from I think the guy that did it or something. I I didn't see a lot of. Uh, I, I I searched because I thought there'd be reports of vandalism, and there are. Um, other vandalism yes there was actually vandalism at the george floyd statue there's one in brooklyn too that one was vandalized they spray painted it black or something this one the one in newark was actually spray painted with 
some kind of white graffiti and investigators <laughs> say that it, uh, the, the graffiti on the statue referred to Patriot Front, which is a group the SPLC says are, are white supremacist extremists, oh, but who isn't these days? Yeah. I looked for what the graffiti actually said or what it was. I couldn't find it. Reportedly, it's already been cleaned up. Now, something to consider. Is this statue going to become something like the next He Will Not Divide Us? I could see. I hope so. God, all these people have spent the last like three years defacing all sorts of statues. I'm just saying that a little light vandalism is nothing to nothing to worry about. Well, I, I was told for the last year that outright tearing these things down, if you disagree with the symbolism of it, is perfectly justifiable. So so he wasn't given blackface by some by somebody. I think that was the Brooklyn one. They spray painted okay. it because that statue is just his face or his head. So they gave him like double blackface. Yeah, I guess. Can black people wear blackface? No. Oh, well, a, a George Floyd statue can, though. <laughs> there And there's no there's no possible way to transition to this next story uh, without probably getting banned. But uh, hey, remember a uh, Gorilla Glue Girl from a few months ago? <laughs> yes. Uh, Tessica Brown. The That's now, not a name. <laughs> the mother of six. Now six. she had a child since that incident. Or maybe she has one on the way. I forget. No, she was pregnant because I remember being like, like the chemicals that they use. They yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Gorilla glue is not a, approved for fetal exposure. I would I would know the chemicals think. they use to get it out. Although the Gorilla glue is probably uh, pretty bad. Wasn't it aerosolized? Oh yeah, uh, no, I don't know. If she, or, yeah, she did use a spray. You're right. It was like a spray oh. adhesive of Gorilla glue. That's what it was. For fuck's sake. Well. Uh, she's, she's now back. She has her own line of hair care products called forever hair, and she's offering both hair growth oils and forever hold hairspray. Uh, the rest of her website, she's actually trying to capitalize on the gorilla glue incident itself. She has t-shirts and hoodies and other merchandise with a picture of her with the gorilla glue in her hair. And it says bonded for life. Oh God. She had to do it though. Uh, if you would like one of those, too bad. They are already sold uh, sold what? out. Even the sweatpants. Bonded for life joggers. You could get your own Tessica Brown bonded for life joggers. Are you serious? They're not called joggers on here, um, but they the sweatpants are there. I can't, and, uh, I can't dog on this chick for capitalizing on her own idiocy. This is her one chance to make money. Uh, and and the, the, the oil and the hairspray... Looks like it's still available if you would like to try the product. Uh, last week, we talked about that just absolutely horrific shooting that was caught on video in Chicago at the Puerto Rican Pride celebration or parade yeah. in uh, in Chicago near Humboldt Park. We didn't know exactly what was going on at the time, but. I guess what was reported is that there was some kind of fender bender or these Puerto Rican people bumped into someone's bumper. Yeah. Um, these uh, 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 what looked like murderers of color came out of the car and uh, ripped the Puerto Rican family out of their car and shot them both point blank. The guy died on the scene, the dad, their, yeah. their unmarried uh, father, uh, unmarried parents of a uh, one or two children. I forget two children, yeah. two children and mom was shot in the neck and survived at the scene. And it sounded uh, like she was going to survive, days. but now she's dead. She, yeah, she died. Yeah. And uh, Lori Lightfoot had some things to say about it, but uh, she told reporters on Monday they're promising leads and they've identified the suspected shooter. But um, as of Tuesday, no arrests had been made. <laughs> 
It's like, okay, okay. Well, why yeah, would you I'm, even tell us you know you know who the suspect is if, if you're not going to arrest them immediately? Hmm. So absolutely terrible news, and we'll oh, see if any and of this actually gets. They were such an adorable gets... couple, and their kids were so cute, and they've been together for years and years. It's like, for fuck's sake. Horrible. Um, the other big news uh, of the week this this Miami condo building collapse. Mm-hmm. So what exactly do we know as of this hour? And then I have the, I have the footage of the collapse as well. So there's still only four confirmed dead, but 159 people are missing. So I assume that all those people are dead. Oh, I saw nine, like just, but like really recently. Oh, and how the, recent? This like this within the last couple hours. Ah, well, nine, nine dead, but I'm, I'm sure that all of the remaining people are, are going to be dead. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see the footage is just horrific. So a building inspector was on the roof of that condo 14 hours before the collapse, but he was just checking the replacement of window washer anchors. He wasn't doing anything like any structural evaluation. Mm. Um, and they're still saying that he has no reason to believe that anything was wrong. There, there wasn't a ton of stuff on the roof. There, they, there was nothing that made him think that the building was in dire need of um of care or maintenance uh yeah we should watch this it's so bad yeah here is some world shit neighboring surveillance footage of the actual collapse you can see you got kind of this center portion falling first and then you have this remaining tower on the right and it falls a short while after that and to your point i mean if you have 150 or so people missing in that sort of situation, you can assume this is mostly body recovery at this point. Yeah, You're not going to, sure. the odds of pulling people out alive in that sort of scenario at this point, um, probably very, very low. So people have been questioning this um, building inspector and some other people involved in the uh, architecture and everything like that, that are living in the building, the twin building next door. Hmm. And they're like, is it safe to live here? And they're like, I don't see why not. <laughs> I would get the hell out of there. Yeah, I didn't know there was like, a twin building. The one uh, next to it didn't didn't fall. Reports I've read is just you know, structural problems that manifested over time, com- complications of building on sand on the beach, basically. Is there any reason to be more tinfoily about this, or is, is that about it? I don't know. I mean, is, does, isn't this symbolic of letting our infrastructure crumble so we could deal with stupid social justice issues and other other things? It's like, this. Hmm. this is something that you would see happen in fucking india or something like that hmm. all the dogs would be dead at the bottom of the rubble what a tragedy <laughs> and i and by the way i mean the actual struggling dogs of india the 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 only uh creatures on earth who gain blonde sympathy because they are that malnourished and struggling that hard i like babies that's true well um we had a, a, a Epstein style, not non suicide uh, this week. John McAfee, the uh, the namesake of McAfee antivirus software and the former Is libertarian. It McAfee? That's how I've always said it. But I've heard people say McAfee. I say McAfee. I've always said McAfee. But, you know, the uh, antivirus guy, the guy who ran for um, president on the libertarian uh, or the libertarian nomination back in 2016 and the guy who's been what on a boat evading the feds for a while until he got, went to prison in spain and then he was facing extradition now he definitely um definitely killed himself as we're supposed to believe he was found dead in his prison cell in barcelona on wednesday um right after spain's national court approved his extradition to the united states to face some 
criminal tax evasion charges. He may have done some pumping and dumping stuff. I don't know. It didn't sound that bad to me. It didn't sound that bad. Just a, just a little white collar crime. He, he he basically like Elon Musk crypto or something. Is that what the nature of the charges? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And then evaded taxes for his capital gains, which, you know, that's just theft anyway. He's not the thief. Okay. I've watched some videos American of him saying that. Thief. Yeah, yeah. Like the, this sort of stuff is theft anyway. I'm not doing it. He was kind of open about his um, tax, quote unquote, tax evasion. You want to call it that. Right. So he had two very suspicious tweets. Um, one was a year ago, and it said, I, I don't know how, but he was tweeting from prison in Spain. And it said, I'm content in here. I have friends. The food is good. All is well. Know that if I hang myself, a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. Hmm. Okay. And if that he isn't enough to convince you. Yeah. yeah. And this is from November 2019, this tweet. He said, getting subtle messages from U.S. officials saying, in effect, we're coming for you, McAfee. We're going to kill yourself. I got a tattoo today just in case. If I suicide myself, I didn't. I was whacked. Check out my right arm. And then it's a it's a picture of what I presume is a prison tattoo that says whacked. Hmm. Yeah, uh, dude got Epstein. You see after his death. Uh, his Instagram account just posted a big Q as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not even clear on who made the post, but uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't follow this story all that closely this week, so I don't know that much about it, but um, I'm sure he had some kind of information, some deep state information that he had acquired in whatever way it was well-connected or something. And then he got whacked by the government. Yeah, he had a lot of um, tweets or statements out there. He, he was kind of a guy who was always threatening to expose corruption within the government and would make statements like, I'll bury you. Basically, I've, I've seen tweets and statements to that effect. I'll bury the, the corrupt people um, in government power and elsewhere. So it seemed like he was not shy about uh, calling out what he saw as evil and corrupt people and potentially making enemies of very powerful people. And we're supposed to believe that he um, just became very, uh, very depressed about the possibility of extradition to the United States to face tax evasion charges. He lived on a damn boat for however long, but it was no. extradition to the United States that did him in. That was that was the fate he couldn't face. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe that. Hmm. And Epstein, too. It's like he had, he had faced criminal charges before, and I'm supposed to believe that this time. This time, these charges made him kill himself. This doesn't make any sense to the average person. We shall see. Um, you know what I will definitely see is the Olympics. And I say that as a person who's... I, I almost never have a serious interest in the Olympics. I might tune in a little bit here and there. I'm definitely tuning in this year. Because um, New Zealand weightlifter Laurel Hubbard will be the first <gasps> transgender competitor in Olympics history. That's right. Uh, most would say this, this, this man, formerly called Gavin Hubbard... It's just a dude, just a man. But I love the phrasing in uh, this NPR article. But her selection to be an Olympic uh, athlete is not without controversy. Some argue that because Hubbard went through male puberty, she will have an unfair advantage over her competitors. What does that even mean? When, I mean, I understand physiologically what that means, but what's the distinction between being an adult man versus went through male puberty? Yes. No, there's it. no distinction. God. Um, Hubbard transitioned eight years ago 
as a 35 year old man uh, who formerly competed in men's weightlifting, Hubbard is now get this not only the first transgender competitor, but the oldest weightlifting qualifier in Olympics history now 43 years old. So yes, Olympic women will have the privilege of, uh, of getting wrecked by a flabby middle-aged guy and it will be internationally celebrated as historic, even though it's a complete embarrassment. And I'm tuning in because um, there are only two possible outcomes. Number one, Laurel Hubbard, uh, probably wrecks all the other women although i saw something that said he was ranked fourth out of all the competitors oh, God. but you gotta think this you gotta think laurel here is gonna wreck the female competitors and progressives will have to come to terms um with the intellectual hula hoops that they'll have to jump through to justify what is uh the oppression of female athletes this is so absurd or, do you know what i read the other day what that i was i was researching this story and um I read that a man and a woman of the same size, basically, that that man, because of the the length of the fibers in his muscles, is exactly twice as strong as the woman. We're I talking believe same it. height, yeah. same weight, twice as strong, and it has nothing to do with uh, with your size or your bulk. It's it's like the the fibrous tissue, the density just, of the fibrous tissue. They're measuring strength as like weightlifting capacity, or how are they measuring? Yeah, it? something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I could believe it for sure. I could get beaten up by a, by a 10-year-old boy, probably. Oh, yeah. You hear those stories about adult women's soccer teams losing to 13, 14-year-old boys' teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The other possibility then, I'd, I would tune in to watch is Laurel Hubbard actually loses to some of these chicks, which would just be uh, high-level cringe and embarrassment I'd love to see. That would be even worse. Yeah. Well, um, Trump is returning to... Something like the campaign trail, I, I suppose it is. It, he, he held a campaign style rally outside of Cleveland last night and he called it the very first rally of the 2022 election. So I suppose this is <laughs> something of a political campaign rally, even though we're, um, you know, a, a year and change short of that. He's starting early, but in his speech, um, Trump picked up on his usual jabs. He ripped Biden and Kamala on the border and um, Trump himself is scheduled to make a border visit this week. There was one moment that I thought was kind of interesting where Trump um, ripped on Jen Circleback Saki as the uh, the quote lady with the the very red hair. We fully rebuilt the United States military, created Space Force. Everybody laughed. Remember when uh, the press secretary with the extremely red hair? Remember when she said she laughed at when Space Force was mentioned? She laughed. Remember that? And she got decimated by everybody when she left. We need Space Force. You know, Russia's up there, big league, and China's up there, big league, and we were just sitting around watching them, and now we have overtaken them in space. It's great. See, I always thought it was Big League. But Is he big, saying Big League? Big League, yeah. I don't know. And I, no, I looked for a, a, a response from Jen Psaki about this uh, this hair attack, and she has not issued one. I kind of want to see a, a Trump versus um, Psaki. Well, I guess I thought it would be like a ginger battle, but does Trump count as ginger or is it blonde? Depends on the light, I suppose. He's kind of gingery. He's a, he's a daywalker. It really missed the best line of attack, which is um, the the secret relationship or maybe the the double identity of Jen Psaki being the same person as Mark Zuckerberg. This joke has been made a lot before. I didn't see this anamorph style transition until this week. Have you ever seen this 
Mark Zuckerberg morphing into Jen Psaki. Yes, image. it's incredible. You never realize how much they look like each other. It's the exact same face. Just change the hair. <laughs> so not that I should be writing for Trump, but, you know, if he wants to if he wants to hit Jen Psaki a little harder, I would go with this secret Zuck angle. They're the same lizard person. That That's 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 the better angle than that. I don't know why she'd be offended. She does have extremely red hair. It, it is. It is fire orange. Yeah. The reddest hair I've ever seen. <laughs> well, uh, another week um, and another series of absolutely bizarre Joe Biden moments and mishaps. Um, this week, Dementia Brain revealed itself in a repeated whispering bit. So on Thursday, uh, Joe spoke at this press conference about an infrastructure deal that he's working on with a few Senate Republicans. And when reporters asked questions about this deal and other economic uh, topics like coronavirus relief, Biden went into this creepy grandpa whisper mode. People are waiting for relief. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week for child care. Don't dismiss it at all. So she mind him. I wrote the bill on the environment. Why would I not be for it? Yeah, I'm not being critical, y'all. I really mean this. It was legitimate questions you're asking me. Asking me, well, you know, guess what? Employers can't find workers. I said, yeah, pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? They're going to have to compete and start playing hardworking people a decent wage. And by the way, talk of inflation, the overwhelming consensus is going to pop up a little bit and then go back down. There, there's no way that was advised. It, it's these things that Biden repeats. I'm kind of baffled by. I understand that was part of the same event. So his aides maybe can't intervene while he's doing this in the same event. But as we'll get to in a moment, he repeated the Kevlar deer thing. Some of these bizarre things he says, he repeats multiple times. God knows he can't stop touching and sniffing kids or otherwise saying inappropriate things. How, what are we watching there? Is that just the manifestation of old man brain going downhill or what is that? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And the last point was just absolute nonsense. Uh, (laughs) why can't employers find workers um well because workers are being bought out by inflated government unemployment benefits i know all the fact checkers say there's no evidence to say that but talk to any small business owner you will hear that story i saw the other day around town um it was a there's a there's a like a cocktail bar in town here they're offering a two thousand dollar signing bonus for kitchen workers seriously and i don't I was once a kitchen worker. I don't say that to to dismiss kitchen workers. Everyone need those are jobs that need to be done. And <laughs> if that's where you're starting, that's a great starting job. Yeah, totally. But holy cow! It, if you would offer thousand dollars for some people, that's a, me, a life changing yeah, amount of money. I couldn't believe it. Two thousand dollars to work in a kitchen at a cocktail bar downtown Bozeman. Yeah, signing yeah. bonus. Um, Everything's short staffed around here. One of our favorite restaurants has to close two days a week because they're understaffed. Yeah. So what does pay them more mean? Well, it means compete with the federal government's artificially created wages as though employers just have this huge vault of cash in the back room that they kind of forgot about and they hadn't thought about spending. So pay them more. That means pay them higher than market value. (laughs) 
yeah. with money that you don't have. Uh, uh, you're going to have to cut them some more checks to pay them more, Joe. Yeah, what, is he, what does he think? Where, do, where does he think they're going to procure this money? Well, that's, that's the irony is the only people with an actual limitless pile of money in the back room, the federal the government. government. Yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 why does he think these things? Because he's been in the federal government for, what, 50 years? He thinks yeah. everybody just has a big money pile in their, in their basement that they can just tap into. And then he, he says this claim, oh, inflation's just going to drop. Inflation is not just going to drop um, if you keep spending and printing government fun, uh, funny money and, and injecting it into the economy. It's not you're going to devalue the dollar. It's going to continue. And I don't know when it's going to drop because we've had two months in a row of record inflation. Record when is the drop coming? Yeah. Uh, never. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So good luck with that. But that was that was just part of it because that was just Joe on the economy and infrastructure. Oh, God. And Joe also had a lot to say about guns. So on Wednesday, he held this press conference to announce a plan to go after. This is our big plan to stop gun violence. We're going to we're gonna go after rogue gun dealers. So your mom and pop pawn shop or gun shop, they're all federally licensed dealers. He says they aren't following the legal requirements when they sell guns. What is the evidence for this? I haven't seen any. <laughs> I, I've been to a lot of gun shops. I've purchased a lot of guns from gun shops. I've never had a single one, even the smallest, seemingly loosest gun shop, uh, you know, in some small town. Every single time that I've made a mistake on a form or otherwise filled out something incorrectly, they catch it and they make me initial it. And when it's all I've never had anybody not care about that sort of thing. Yeah. Pawn shops, too. So I've never seen any data to say that there's all kinds of illegal transfers happening at, at, at gun shops. But that's what Biden says he's going after. And the press conference got into the topic of assault weapons and and Joe's um, desire to ban them, of course. And he said doing so would be no violation of the Second Amendment because we've always regulated arms ownership and you shouldn't care anyway because your gun won't help you fight the government's uh, fighter jets and nukes. Second Amendment from the day it was passed limited the type of people who could own a gun and what type of weapon you could own. You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is you not know, the one thing. of the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there are never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. Maybe they've just been violating 2A from the get-go. Well, he's just wrong about that. Like, he's he's wrong on the facts because the idea that we've had firearms regulation the whole time, we haven't. No, that's really, we haven't, right. That's actually new in American history. So, but just to get into the the facts on the Second Amendment itself, maybe this is a little bit uh, nitpicky about what he's saying, but he's saying the Second Amendment regulates firearms ownership that is not what what the Second Amendment does. The Second Amendment regulates government from interfering with firearms, with firearms ownership. ownership. <laughs> and that's a point that's so basic and Joe gets so plainly wrong that even PolitiFact has to concede his statement as is is false. And that's saying something for PolitiFact. Now, on, on the history of it, his claim that you couldn't you couldn't just own a cannon um, according to PolitiFact's analysis and, and cited historians in their article 
Uh, these historians agree canon ownership was not regulated at the time of the American founding. Indeed, um, private ownership of canons was somewhat common. And there weren't li- uh, there weren't laws regulating what types of firearms could be owned. Again, uh, not up until 1934. That's a new thing, mm-hmm. relatively speaking, in our country's history. There were no federal gun uh, federal gun laws throughout that time. So our country's founding up until 1934. That's when the National Firearms Act came to be. And even that law sits on some would argue, I would argue, a dubious legal justification. The idea there is that the feds can regulate interstate commerce. Mm-hmm. It's not based on a, a Second Amendment rationale. Right. When that was litigated in court, it was the feds have the authority because if you're manufacturing these certain firearms they don't like, you're getting parts and you're doing manufacturing and sales across state lines. Therefore, the federal government has some regulatory say. But it, that that has nothing to do with the philosophy of the Second Amendment. And just just philosophically, this is where it gets all sorts of crazy and knotted up, because (laughs) how is it that the AR-15 or an assault weapon in general can be both a weapon of war that no civilian should ever own and also useless against the military? You have to pick one. You have to pick one. Yeah. And if an AR, he's telling us that an AR would be useless against the government while he just got done telling us that a a mob of unarmed grandmas and a guy in a Buffalo shaman hat almost ended democracy for good. As we know it. Right. Right. Although also the implication in what he said is that if we get too unruly, uh, the American government will nuke its own people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's you don't want to overlook that point. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And I, I wonder how far would you go with that? I, I, I guess a good follow-up would be, are you saying you'd be willing to deploy fighter jets against a populace unwilling to surrender their AR-15s? It sounds like it. Okay. Well, who's going to pilot those fighter jets? I'm sure they'll find some guys, I guess. There was a some great pawn shop. Dindus, R2 Dindus. <laughs> I, it's actually sort of near you. I should have... Um, I should have let you know earlier in the week. I don't have the picture handy on me, but there's a pawn shop in central Washington or eastern Washington. And they did on their sign. They had the sign up that said uh, F-15s and nukes in stock now. And I just (laughs) want to go in there and and buy something on principle from a place that good for them. Yeah. Is uh, making light of the situation. They're all going to get McAfee'd. Uh, yeah, probably. Aren't we all one day? Mm. Chauvin is that's probably going to be part of Chauvin's plea bargain. He has to yeah, really Epstein or <laughs> McAfee himself. <laughs> Joe, I mentioned Joe also revived this Kevlar deer line. So th- this originated back in Joe's uh, quasi State of the Union speech a few months ago. He had this line about so-called high capacity magazines only being necessary if the deer are wearing Kevlar. And it was so cringe. Again, just like his his whispering bit, I, I wonder: Are these old man off the cuff zingers or no? This is prepared. This Probably by a staff. This one was written. I mean, if this one was written, it's really bad. He said it twice. But here he is bringing up the uh, you don't need a hundred rounds unless the deer are wearing Kevlar routine. I've been at this a long time, and there are things we know that work that reduce gun violence and violent crime. Ban on assault weapons and high capacity magazines. No one needs to have a weapon that can fire over 30, 40, 50, even up to 100 rounds. Unless you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests or something. Okay. Um, point of fact. No any one gun, needs. <laughs> yes. It's, it's the bill of needs. Yeah. We all know that. Um, 
point of fact, any gun really can fire up to 100 rounds. I understand if what you're, you're reloading saying. them fast enough. Yeah. yeah, he means hold 100 rounds to be fair. But Who cares? The point is a Glock with 10 round mags can fire 100 rounds just as readily as a Glock with a 100 round drum in it. In fact, it might actually be better because you don't have a multiple pound huge magazine hanging off the thing. Mm hmm. So it, the idea that, oh, if, if we just take a, uh, take away that guy's drum mag, he won't be able to do a mass shooting. He might be uh, tactically advantaged without the drum mag, actually. Um, yeah, point, a lot of mass shootings have been done by people with without the ability to do that. Las Vegas, right? Did he I have like giant Didn't he have like belt fed guns? He had some crazy setups. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I can't the remember Virginia exactly. Virginia Tech shooter, had. though, did not. And he killed a bunch of people. And one of them was a 22 Cho oh, at seriously? Virginia Tech. And yeah, he had <laughs> yeah. a, I think he had a nine mil and a 22. And I don't know how many he killed with each, but he, he killed, killed a ton of people, like yeah. 50 people or something mm. with a nine mil and a 22. Uh, and to his, to his uh, claim that the assault weapons bans work again, the Justice Department studied this. Um, they concluded, quote, there has been no discernible reduction in the lethality and injuriousness of gun violence based on indicators like the percentage of gun crimes resulting in death or the share of gunfire incidents resulting in injury, as we might have expected had the ban reduced crimes with both assault weapons and large capacity magazines. This finding in reference to the prior assault weapons ban of 94 through 2004. Um, and part of the reason why this study is inconclusive is because hardly anyone commits crimes with so-called assault weapons. We're talking a few hundred murders out of thousands per year with rifles, period, let alone assault weapons. Mm, what are the murders? What are the, the most murders? What are they committed by? There are a lot with handguns. There, yeah. there are knives. There are blunt weapons. There's straight up choking with hands and things like that. But Can we get a racial breakdown? Right the now? FBI has the data for you if you'd like to see it. Hmm. I don't know if they, they don't give you by race and weapon though. I don't know if they go that detailed. That's a shame. <laughs> I bet most of the chokings, I bet those are white people. No, well, we, we, I don't know. You'd have to ask the FBI for more detailed information. We like to look people in the eye when we murder them. <laughs> Get some satisfaction out of the whole Yeah. Hotel. None of this drive by shooting shit. None of yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> Biden also lied about urban center violence and gun laws. So he said it's just a gun law or a gun lobby talking point that that urban centers have more gun violence despite stricter gun laws because the guns are coming from outside the cities <laughs> from places with more relaxed gun laws. Uh -huh. Now the gun lobby wants you to believe that cities that are the toughest gun had the toughest gun laws still have the highest rates of gun violence. Don't believe it. Here's the truth. Today's conversation with Mayor Scott of Baltimore, for example, echoed what we know to be the case and hear from mayors all across the country. Mayors have the power to help shape and enforce the laws in their cities, but they can't control the laws in neighboring cities and states, even though the gun legally bought there is often ends up in their streets. Uh, first of all, it's indisputable that Democrat controlled city centers have the worst crime rates and even gun violence rates. Which I guess maybe he concedes there, but he explains through other factors. But remember, Trump used to say this talking point all the time. All these Democrat cities are the worst crime centers, despite their strict gun control laws. And mm -hmm. this is one of my favorite fact checks of all time from The Washington Post um, last summer. Actually, Donald Trump, actually, 
only 17 of the top 20 most dangerous cities are controlled by Democrats. And if you control, if you do it per capita, the analysis per capita, actually only 19 of the 20 are controlled by Democrats. So fair point. What's uh, that one Republican city? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. And then oh, yeah. there are two independent mayors in San Antonio and Las Vegas. Hmm. And Springfield, Missouri, on the per capita numbers, apparently has an independent really? independent mayor. Hmm. So, um, but but as far as guns coming into the cities from places with more relaxed gun laws, you hear this talking point about Indiana and Chicago all the time. Oh, people go to Indiana and buy guns because it's so easy there. Um, yeah, if you're an Indiana resident, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, if you're from Chicago and you're some kind of gangbanger and you don't, you're not an Indiana resident, you can't legally transfer firearms across state lines. That would be a federal issue. Yeah. Currently against federal law. Then maybe Joe <laughs> Biden could get off his ass and start enforcing instead of talking about <laughs> writing new laws. I know. <sighs> you, you, Although I don't want him to start enforcing existing law. That would be a disaster. Um. Well, I. <laughs> we have... Far too many gun laws as it stands. And these things really shouldn't be federal issues at all. Um, but if you want to talk be real, about... Should, should we have any gun laws? Um, I don't think that the federal government has any business in regulating firearms. If states... Let's put it this way. Should your gun rights... Um, are, do I think a state is justified in revoking your gun rights if you're a violent felon? Yeah, probably. I don't Fine. necessarily okay. have a problem with yeah. that. You've, you've, yeah. Your rights are always... Um, contingent upon uh they can't be removed from you without due process so i don't necessarily have a problem with that do i have a problem with the feds deciding for everybody what sort of weapons are illegal based on arbitrary characteristics yeah 100 percent. so you'd um, have to be convicted of a violent felony i don't have a problem with that okay yeah all right i, I can I, get behind that yeah and you can debate should any felony the current standard is any felony but i don't I don't necessarily think that if you have some nonviolent felony that you should be deprived of your right, right to defend yourself, particularly if you've served your time. That's another thing to debate. If you have served your time, you're out of prison, you have um, you have met the requirements of justice. Should you have your rights revoked in that situation? If you're a violent felon, I, uh, yeah, hmm. I don't think you should be able to own a gun ever. Uh, I, but if I you're like a them. McAfee and you've done some kind of white collar felony, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Load them up. Who cares? Yeah, but, you know, we we have plenty of laws. We don't have a lot of enforcement, Joe. But uh, you know how he's going to fix that? More His guy, David Chipman, is going to come kicking down your door. Oh, great. And, uh, so, you know, so speaking of Joe's gun control ambitions, um, his nominee for AFT director, David Chipman, finally got a vote in the Senate Judiciary Committee this week. And the committee split along party lines, 11 Democrats voting to advance Chipman to a, a Chipman to a full Senate confirmation votes, uh, confirmation vote, rather 11 Republicans voting to reject the nomination still through some procedural hula hoops. Uh, Chuck Schumer can bring the the vote to have a vote to the full Senate. As far as I understand, I'm not exactly sure. But point is, even though it was a tie, Chipman is eligible for a full Senate confirmation vote now, as I understand. But his path to confirmation to director of the agency is still very uh, far from certain. According to this Fox News report, it's likely that all 50 Republicans will vote against his nomination. And that includes, somewhat to my surprise, Susan Collins. Uh, really? 
She released a statement that said in recent years, Mr. Chipman has been an outspoken critic of the firearms industry and has made statements that demean law abiding gun owners. Uh, Susan Collins also called Chipman quote, unusually divisive. Mm. And um, I've not seen statements from Murkowski or Romney, but if this reporting is accurate, I guess they'll be opposing. And that means Democrats have to get all 50 of their senators in line, which puts eyes on Joe Manchin and potentially uh, Kirsten Sinema, who would be the most likely to buck. And both, as far as I've seen, have yet to say how they'll vote. And a full Senate confirmation is not yet scheduled. So they'll be easy to get in line. So so then what happens? They're, they're able to get them in line. When What happens if if Manchin and Cinema vote for Chipman? Yeah. Then Kamala would break the tie and Chipman is your your guy. Well, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. Right? It definitely could. Um, you you have to rely on Manchin, which is pretty uncomfortable territory. And cinema. Yeah. Uh, no, this is definitely going to happen. We shall see. Um, and we shall see <laughs> how aggressive Chipman tries to go if he gets into this position and if anyone will actually listen to him. Which, you know, for, for the record, Susan, I would advise that everyone listen to exactly what he says, because he is a man with our best interests at heart and the full justification and force of the law behind him. So who would question such a thing? Oh, yeah, I'm getting too yeah. far ahead of myself here. We're not ready for Chauvin. One more thing, one more Biden moment that isn't really related to the guns uh, or the economy talk, but I had to bring it up. I don't want to watch this. Thursday, Biden was speaking about coronavirus vaccination efforts, and he mentioned the difficulty uh, in getting Latino people vaccinated. And he says they won't do it because they're afraid of getting deported. It's awful hard as well to get Latinx vaccinated as well. Why? They're worried that they'll be vaccinated and deported. That would be so funny if we just... uh like rallied them all together saying we weren't going to deport them. And then we gave them a toxic vaccine. Then we sent them back to their godforsaken countries. Oh my God. <laughs> you want to poison them, then catapult them? Is that what you're yes. talking about? Okay. Yes. Okay. We'll be like, here, you got your vaccination. So we're going to give you citizenship. And then we just catapult them into Mexico or El Salvador or whatever. I'm, I'm sure there is at least some truth to what Joe is saying, that there's probably some, not just for vaccinations, but for any service. I assume if you're in, well, first of all, it's hilarious that he's using the term, latin x and then also saying you know hispanics are illegals that's that's (laughs) exactly what he's saying but but to his point i'm sure there's a lot of truth for actual illegal immigrants not seeking services in general for fear of deportation i'm sure that happens all the time yeah good right I, i i don't necessarily have a problem with that but my question for Joe is, who's going to deport them? They have this fear of deportation. Who's going to do it? Your ICE agency? Your Border Patrol? Who's doing the yeah. deportation, Joe? Kamala? Cackling Kamala down at the border? What She went to visit, what, El Paso on Friday in a totally useless event? <sighs> anyway. They, 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 they fear my deportation. Well, why don't you stop? Why don't you just stop doing it, Joe? Why don't you leave well, That's what be? he's saying. That's <laughs> the suggestion there is like, oh, well, if you get vaccinated, we won't deport you. But he's the guy in control of that, basically. I mean, he's, he's the guy running the law enforcement agencies that make that I determination. Know. 
I think that what's happening with the left is they don't really know what to do when they actually have power. They're still hmm. kind of focused on this uh, blaming Trump thing. Like he's acting like the Trump administration is going to deport them if they seek the vaccine. It's like he forgot he was fucking president for a second. And you see that with Nancy Pelosi launching her own Capitol ride investigation. We'll get to that later in the show. But yeah, just how long can you keep the specter of Trump terrorism going so that you can keep using it um, for political leverage or electoral gain or whatever else? They need Trump, man. Yeah. But that being said, I am not going to go through a whole uh, another Trump election cycle. I, I'm not doing it. I not even not for the again. show. Oh, God. I love no, the I'm show. just saying I'm not participating. I'm not voting for him again. I'm not doing this again. I'm not putting any effort. Well, I thought you weren't election. voting, period. Or are you considering it? It would have to be a spectacular election with like potential razor thin margins and a candidate I could seriously get behind. What if Ann Coulter ran? Uh, or is that bitched out on stuff? Principle. I would vote for Ann Coulter. Yeah. <laughs> she's mean and she doesn't care what people think about her. Like Trump does. All right. Well, we are due for a break. We'll get to uh, Derek Chauvin after the break. It is intolerably a, hot. A few here. chats. Yeah. Are you uh, doing okay? You need to grab a beverage or anything? Oh, it's fine. Just, soaking in my own boob sweat right now nightmare. <laughs> i'm gonna open up the treasure chest for our friends on d live sit tight over there thank you guys for uh enjoying the show over there are you good yeah uh holden mulray says matt in your spiritual studies have you heard of a book called evidence that demands a verdict i've not read it Hmm. But have heard good reviews. God bless you both. God bless you. Uh, no, I don't know the book. And even to say spiritual studies would be maybe a little bit of an overstatement for hmm. my path in this. Because I'm not really looking to scripture or formal philosophy. Kind of, I guess there's some philosophy that I've encountered that's informed it. But I'm kind of, um, I'm finding myself in life's experiences, you know. I hate to sound like uh -huh. a, a hippie like that. No, I guess what I'm saying is I'm living my life with a, a mind that's more open to thoughts or signs or just observations that you might not have noticed in, from a disbelieving perspective. That's Are you going to convert to Buddhism and then uh, go backpacking through Cambodia or whatever people yeah. do? Yeah. Find myself in Europe or some such nonsense mm. like that. No, I yeah. um, maybe and maybe I should like, honestly, there's uh, the, the gap that is in my path is probably um, it, it's probably not reading enough of that sort of stuff. Like even the um, the CS uh, CS Lewis audiobook last summer didn't answer the questions that I was hoping it would, but it did give me a lot of philosophical and moral value on related mm -hmm. topics. And I probably right. just need to get into it more. Yeah. So yeah. I will consider uh, it. Holden. Thank you. Nicholas H says blonde. I started watching Murdoch Murdoch on your recommendation. Holy cow. That show is insanely spicy. Super funny. Super based. Yeah. Everybody, um, Needs to watch Murdoch Murdoch they, on BitChute. Check, check them out on BitChute. Hmm. Um, mostly Peaceful Gun Owner. Show us the toe blonde. This is the closest we're going to get to feed picks on Matt's channel. Or is it when I have secured the toe? I am in ownership, but not possession of the toe right now. Are there, uh, can I ask if I, there are complications with interstate transfer of toes? There are, there's not. I cannot travel with it. Um, because of its fragility on a plane. Huh. And oh. so I will have to send it. But um, you can mail that, wanna, though. That's not I a can problem. Mail it. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Interstate travel is fine. Uh, can't do it with a skull. You can do it with a toe. Skulls have their own legal category. 
That's what this chick told me. I don't know huh. why that is, but but I can't send a human skull from Colorado to Idaho. That being said, uh, I will be taking care of that in the middle of July. Hmm. Well, we are, are we going to show, show it? We're going to show it on the stream. Hell yeah, we're okay. going to show all it right. on the stream. We're doing it. She gave me care instructions and all sorts <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> but I'm did ready. you have to clip the nails? Do they still grow, or what? What sort of care is necessary? I would never touch the nail. It's part of the the originality of the specimen. Oh. God, <laughs> you don't understand. Is my the plight. nail is the nail long on it? It's that would, so long. It's that would like, bug me. Oh, girl, it goes this long? far past the the skin on the toe. Yeah, that would bug me. Why? That's that's really gross. Because this diabetic woman clearly couldn't care for herself. She probably weighed like six hundred pounds, and that's why she lost her toe. I just—it's something about super long, dirty nails. I find disgusting. That's why it's a severed toe. I I don't care about I whether or not it's dirty. Gangrenous. Yes, I'll show it. Um, right wing death squad engineer Matt and I once made love. He found out about my unvaxxed baby gravy and couldn't get enough. Why would you make me believe that? <laughs> gravy. Somebody just said she's biding her time on showing the toe. She's toe Biden. <laughs> Ayo. All right. You guys are funny. That's, That's a good. deep cut. All right. Uh, been there. Rant that. So I just graduated from college, landed my first job with a firearms manufacturer and received my first paycheck. So I thought I'd share some of my to my favorite co- podcast too. share some with my favorite podcast. Too. Wow. Well, thank you. Congratulations. And I yeah. remember, first of all, it's cool to have a job in the firearms industry right out of college. So congrats, oh, yeah. double congrats on that. But I remember how it felt to get my first um, adult paycheck. Mm. Disappointing. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I I bought a sandwich for a hobo outside of a Quiznos. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I, Who I, did I was, you used to be? I was rolling into this Quiznos, right? And this is like 23-year-old me rolling into this Quiznos after work on a Friday. And this hobo's out there and he wants cash. And I'm like, well, I'm not giving you cash. See, at least I had those sensibilities. I'm not giving That's you good. cash. That's but good. I'm rolling yeah. in there to get a sandwich. You want a sandwich? I'll buy you a sandwich says, yeah, sure, he wants this tuna sandwich. And I swear to God, I, I've probably told this story before, but when I, I walked, I, I take his order, right? And I'm walking into the store, he says, and don't forget the Pepsi. And it was at that moment that maybe the, the gears in my head started moving and I thought, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, don't forget the Pepsi. You're like one of those uh, professional hobos, aren't you? Well, what yeah. a, he, he's done the world a service by um, making you a little jaded. He started. He started the uh, eventual downfall. He was pivotal in that. Well done. Anyway, thank you for <laughs> supporting the show instead of buying a tuna sandwich for a greedy hobo. Yeah, we appreciate it. JB <laughs> yeah. Uh When are you guys going to review the classic and my all-time favorite film, Two Girls, One Cup? Never. Ooh, have, have you, have seen, you it? seen that? Yes. Um, I, also have, I am ashamed that I have seen that. Did you watch that video that one of our more friends sent us uh no i did not because i asked what it contained and it was Do worse not so you opened watch it. it you opened it okay i won't out who this person is or what's in the video but i will say that this person asked me to see the worst video i've ever seen which was made by another listener of the show which is a, a montage of cartel violence in mexico which is the most horrific acts i've ever seen human beings commit against another and this listener of the show said i have a friend who thinks um he or she has some Something worse than that. And this guy sent us the video and I said, well, if it's worse than the cartel video, I'm not sure I'm going to open this. You tell me what it is or I'm not opening it. And apparently you opened it. I opened it and I didn't watch it in real time. Like, 
but I sped it up to like four times and I watched it that way. <laughs> and it was the most horrific, like, like BDSM stuff, but like people chopping off their own dick and balls. Yeah. I'm not watching that. It was, <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever seen online. I'm not ever. watching that. And I'm a millennial. I used to like sit up late at night and, yeah. you know, watch videos of people's dead or car accidents and stuff like that. Two Girls, One Cup also almost made me barf when I first saw it. And this is like, what, 10, 12 years ago when it came out? Oh, it was uh, longer than that. Yeah, I guess I saw I must have seen it in like 2007, something like that. It was probably, it was it was after probably my, like 20 years ago. Well, I, the first time I saw it was after my freshman year of college, I think. So it would have been like, oh, seven. But honestly, um, the part that got me and made me almost barf and I won't be so super graphic here and we'll have to move on because we're going to lose people. (laughs) But pushing between the teeth, that's all I'll say. Pushing between the teeth is what like almost got me to throw up while I was viewing this. Do you ever see cake farts? Have not seen that one. That's a good one. I highly recommend it. It's mostly comedic, but it is in the thread of two girls, one cup. Wow. Yes. This has taken a, a really unfortunate turn. <laughs> Let's get back to the chats. <laughs> my parents are with my baby downstairs watching this right now. I hope my parents don't Google two girls, one cup. Don't, Mr. and Mrs. Christians. Don't ever watch that. Oh, yikes. Okay, let's do a few more. Zach Coggins. Uh, hey, Matt and Blonde, I can't watch tonight, but I wanted to share this with you. I just got married to the perfect girl yesterday at Lake Cottage mm. that's been in my family for 60 years. Oh, Wow. Mink production starts in August. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Congratulations. That's right. I forgot. Mink is a slur in this context. Yes. But yeah. May your um, children be less Irish than you and less Chinese than her. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. That's great. And uh, it sounds like a great venue, too. Wow. I have it in a personal family spot like that, I'm sure, is very special. Uh, the show's become lowbrow. All right. Let's circle back. All right. Let me uh, get just a few over on Tippy Stream and Trovo and DLive, and we'll get back to the news, Chauvin's verdict, or uh, sentencing, rather, and more. Let's see. Over on Tippy Stream, Knuckle Hunky Buck says, I really figured out what the rainbow flag is really about. It's not a show of pride. It's to remind God that he promised never to flood the earth again, no matter how (laughs) it's like a ghetto ex-girlfriend smashing your car up with a baseball bat saying the judge said, if you lay a finger on me, you're going to jail. Oh, Uh, no. God must be God must be seething about his promise right now. Well, there are a lot of. um. There are a lot of uh, pride parades that really push the limit. Uh, yeah, I've seen, may he see- smite us all for allowing this. I, I wouldn't blame him uh, at this point. I wouldn't, point. yeah. I'd be burning in hell and I'd be like, well, yeah. Cat <laughs> yeah. Coffee says, blonde, you make me wish I was a, uh, a blonde. And Matt, you make me uh, happy to be a brunette. Well, thank you. You both rock. Please shout out uh, a big hello to Charles. He's my favorite white male. Well, hello, Charles. Thank you. Hi, thank Charles. Cat. Phil says, nice to see, <laughs> nice to see the jogging community sated by the Chauvin verdict. No matter or no more talk of revenge against um, revenge against certain communities and even their family situations uh, are healed. I'm so glad we have <laughs> this is this is very nice of Phil. He's very glad to see that all the problems that um, have been harming urban centers recently have been solved by the Derek Chauvin verdict and sentence. The justice has been achieved and utopia and peace have finally been realized. He also says, uh-huh, Phil. Um, <laughs> uh, Phil is also thankful for our Olympic medals that we, um, 
that we've been able to win, which is very nice. The Olympics are coming soon. Thank you, Phil. Jonathan says, happy 25th birthday to my wonderful sister, Joanna, who was forcibly converted into a fan uh, on a road trip to Yellowstone. Well, that's very cool. I hope you guys had a good time in Yellowstone, too. My She's probably like, country. I hate this. Why are you doing this to me? We must have converted her somehow. Or maybe she I just said I don't care that. how people get converted, like clockwork orange style conversion. It doesn't have to be consensual. I don't care. <laughs> Um, Jacob says, um, this is about my cousin Vinny. Please feel free to read after the movie segment if you wish. I would, but I think I'll probably forget is the only thing. It's And it's hard to come back to find things. So mm. um, let's see. You says, Matt, you've really outdone your Groundhog performance. Absolutely wrong. My cousin Vinny is zero out of five wikis. A thinly veiled anti-death penalty rant with two funny scenes. The Screech Owl and the Grits. It is a pointless, stupid movie carried along by stupid double... Um, Double, double entendres and puns. On the other hand, nice to have intro. Looking lovely as always, Blunt. Well, thank you. Um, and I don't know if you're sarcastic or sincere, but you're perfectly entitled to that. And we shall see mm. about uh, my 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 cousin Vinny opinion at the end of the show. Although he kind of tipped it off. Phil says, we don't need gun control. Uh, just the... <laughs> just wall off... Uh, dangerous places for a few days and keep throwing <laughs> keep throwing magazines over the wall until the pew pew stops <laughs> the problem should be solved for the the last for at least a generation should we do that should we all donate our high capacity magazines to chicago that's really what <laughs> phil is suggesting that's a deep cut right there hmm. <laughs> i uh phil, is it you have some interesting ideas you can be in my cabinet if i ever run for anything jk i'm not gonna is, does that count as charity is it a tax write-off if i send all my magazines to chicago <laughs> yes. chris uh chris c says um pay them more equals let them eat cake an out of touch moment of historic <laughs> proportions yeah uh, just a bizarre statement. Pay, it, it's it's so easy from coming from that perspective. Pay them more when you have a limitless, not only taxpayer purse, yeah. but a, a a printing machine to create money out of thin air. Yeah, just pay them more. Yep. Uh, DLive, I uh, appreciate you guys listening over there. Thank you over on Trovo. Chubby Stubby gifting subs, appreciate it. Issue says, a new weekly reminder, McAfee didn't kill himself. Have to add this to the reminders that Epstein didn't kill himself either. Or reminder to those reminders. Uh, chubby stubby says women belong in the kitchen not the olympics anyway great first step in putting them back into their place well maybe this is how we'll all come together after all Uh, chubby stubby also says why is biden wanting to vaccinate kleenex oh he said latin x my bad (laughs) yeah okay well uh let's talk a little bit of Derek chauvin and um was I, I don't know. Was I supposed to be surprised by this? I, I I think we all saw this coming. And actually, this is if if I'm surprised, it's that it was this lenient. Actually, uh, 22 and a half years in prison is the sentence for convicted murderer cop Derek Chauvin mm. in the George Floyd case. Um, the maximum penalty for his second degree murder conviction under Minnesota law was 40 years. The prosecution had requested 30 years and they're going with 22 and a half. And this comes after Judge Peter Cahill rejected the defense's request for a retrial. Um, The defense had argued that Chauvin was denied due process based on several factors, the lack of sequestration, there we go, of the jury and the lack of a change in venue. 
uh, and other issues. And the, the defense had also requested a hearing on juror misconduct, which was a reference to Brandon Mitchell, the guy who right. lied about attending protests with a George Floyd T-shirt on. And now as far as the other three officers involved in the Floyd event, their trial was originally scheduled for August, but the judge has now delayed that trial until March of 2022 saying he wanted to put some distance between the two trials and wants the officers tried on their federal charges. First, they're all facing federal charges, Chauvin and the other three. Um, and, and those federal charges are for supposedly depriving George Floyd of his constitutional right to be free from an unreasonable force by a police officer is what they're going with. But the federal case is, is very important in terms of how it's going to play into Derek Chauvin's next move, which everyone assumes that he would appeal this conviction uh, on the same basis that they were trying to get a re retrial in the first place, that there were a lot of procedural flaws with how this was done. But now there are legal analysts speculating in the local uh, through local news outlets here that uh, Chauvin might agree to a federal plea bargain on the condition that he does not appeal his state conviction. So if I understand this correctly, the feds are still going to go at Chauvin, even though he just got 20 years in prison, try to railroad him even harder and say, listen, we might give you a little bit of a break if you agree not to appeal the absolute bullshit conviction that you just went through. How can so they you, even do that? I mean, if you thought Have you ever heard of such a uh, such a demand? Well, we're getting into bizarre territory now where the feds view almost anything they don't like or anything they want to put themselves into as some sort of um, constitutional violation. We're mm. the same sort of thing is going on with Merrick Garland here. Uh, th this is not a federal issue in any way, shape or form. They're going to try to make it some federal policing issue. I, I had thought maybe they were going to go with the race angle, which would have been um, bizarre because race was never even argued at trial, but to discourage him from appealing what was a very appealable case, a justifiably appealable right. case, they're yeah, just going to threaten him with additional federal prison time to get him to back down and maybe agree to a lesser prison set. Maybe he gets transferred to federal prison because he unconstitutionally abused George Floyd as a police <laughs> officer is the argument. Um, but the reason this it, it's not just, you know, some guy's opinion, some legal speculation there. It, it has a little bit of legs in that Chauvin made sort of an unclear reference at the sentencing hearing this week. And because Chauvin himself spoke at the hearing, which as far as I'm aware, we didn't hear him speak at all throughout the trial or really publicly ever. So it was a very I know I've, I don't think I've ever heard his voice. Yeah, yeah, it was a very rare moment. And Chauvin uh, spoke just for just for a moment and offered condolences to the Floyd family and hinted, hey, there's some more stuff coming out soon that I guess the Floyd family will appreciate. Here's what he said. So Chauvin, this is your opportunity, if you wish, to uh, give any input to the court. And so I turn it over to you and your attorney. Thank you, Your Honor. Um, at this time, due to some additional legal matters at hand, I'm not able to give a full formal statement at this time. Um, but very briefly, though, I uh, do want to give my condolences to the Floyd family. Um, 
there's going to be some other information in the future that would be of interest. And uh, I hope things will give you some some peace of mind. Thank you. This poor guy. My God, can you imagine what prison is going to be like for him? It's like 50%, 60% black. It's going to be a rough time. Yeah. And um, it could be that he's staying quiet there just to avoid self-incrimination in this federal case. Um, But what, what does he mean by information coming out in the future? And what does he mean when he says it's going to give the Floyd family peace of mind? I don't know. That implies to me that there's some pro Floyd or anti Chauvin news coming in some sort of short order, but we shall see. But to your point too, under the the character of the guy that we're dealing with here, um, I mean, imagine being absolutely wrecked and treated as unfairly as this guy was, and he's still wishing the best for the family and he's trying to reassure them. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just want to take a moment and wonder, are we actually dealing with a, cold-blooded racist killer here or are we dealing with a guy who served his community for decades and had the unfortunate task of wrangling the wrong junkie yeah i I don't know Derek chauvin it's a moment in his life he could be uh, he could be anything from saint to total piece of crap as far as my um, experience would um, would inform me but for someone who's gone through what he did to to sit up there and still make it about comfort for the family implies to me, this is a guy actually with a, a pretty significant amount of compassion for other people. And, uh, I don't I care just, if he's compassionate. I, I don't care that George Floyd is dead. It's like a dead junkie criminal who gives a shit. Why does anybody care about this? It's this not is the, your hero black community. Yeah. It's not that I'm saying, Oh, look at his compassion. Praise be upon him. I'm saying, is this really the villain that he's been made oh, out to be? Of course not. No. Yeah. But even if he were a huge dick, I would still feel the same way. It's like, this is this is bullshit. We knew there was going to be no justice. I mean, my hope is that 22 years, all right, gets out, good behavior, 10 to 15. And by then, he's just a hardened killing machine. And then, you know, <laughs> maybe he can take out a few more George Floyds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe there will be a sequel event in 10 to 20 years time. Wouldn't that be a twist? <laughs> God, man, I got a jail. And the first thing I did was, uh, kill seven black people <laughs> by kneeling on their necks. All I did was work out my thighs in prison <laughs> the whole time, just so I could really get a good squeeze, man. That's, uh, something else. Uh, All right. He's going to um, get killed in prison though. I mean, oh, he, I, I could definitely see him getting Epstein McAfee'd, whatever. Um, no, or, he's going to get legit killed by a black. And they don't. Yeah, maybe they don't even try to cover it. They just yeah. he got beat to death, whatever. Well, um, more federal intrusion into state issues. Uh, this one is also egregious, in my opinion. On Friday, Attorney General Merrick Garland announced um, that he that his Justice Department is suing the state of Georgia over its uh, new voting law, the same one you've heard uh, portrayed as highly controversial in all sorts of uh, news reports. Merrick Garland and the Justice Department are arguing that that Georgia is violating federal law by inhibiting voting rights on the basis of race. Here is uh, a little bit of Garland's announcement. Today, the Department of Justice is suing the state of Georgia. Our complaint alleges that recent changes to Georgia's election laws were enacted with the purpose of denying or abridging the right of black Georgians 
to vote on account of their race or color in violation of Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. God, okay. waste of time. Uh, Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act, if you haven't looked at it in a little while, it just generally says that the right to vote shall not be denied on account of race. That's yep. really all it says. Now, how is Georgia doing that? Uh, they aren't. <laughs> Presumably, the Justice Department is going to make some obscure argument that um, if certain outcomes of, of this law are racially disproportionate, then it can't stand under that federal law. But that law was really only meant to say, hey, uh, states, you can't give you can't um, award or deny voting rights based on race uh, right. as a qualification. Um, but Georgia doesn't do that. And everyone, of course, has been up in arms about this Georgia law for weeks and months. But rarely do people actually bother to to analyze what's actually in it or consider what's actually in it. And ironically, I found a pretty good breakdown in CNN here. A pretty good Whoa. article breakdowning, uh, breaking down the uh, the pieces of what's actually in the law. If you can sit down and, and read them. Um, but in general, the pieces of the law are this. The law gives more election oversight power to the state rather than to county or local officials. So in Georgia, they're going to create this five member statewide board that oversees county election officials and can suspend and replace those officials if they mm. deem fit. So more power for the, the legislature and the state government as opposed to your local county election clerk person. Uh, the law requires each Georgia County to have a minimum of one drop box for absentee ballots. However, the law also places limits on how many drop boxes each County can have um, and how many hours and days they can be open and where those boxes can be located. Now, because the law says you can only have one drop box per early voting site or 100,000 registered voters in certain um, dense places, places of high population, that could mean a reduction of drop boxes in those places. But per the law, drop boxes are also guaranteed. So yeah. it's just, it's making sure that drop boxes are at regulated sites with proper oversight and proper rules. And that there aren't a bajillion of them that we can't keep track of. That's really all it says. It doesn't ban drop boxes. It doesn't make it impossible to vote um, by mail or any of that. It just tries to get a little more control on where these things are happening. The law actually expands early voting in primaries and general elections. The new law makes two Saturdays of early voting mandatory, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. minimum and 7 to 7 if counties desire. So all this talk about restricting uh, voting access, it actually expands it. It, it. it makes sure that there's more weekend availability for people whose job might require them to vote on the weekend or they can't get in on election day, day for whatever reason. Uh, the law does shorten the uh, absentee voting period and and prohibits unsolicited absentee ballots and requires uh, absentee voters provide a Georgia driver's license and other ID to vote absentee. So getting a little more control on how you can get an absentee ballot and how you can vote, really just checking to make sure you are who you say you are. And how is any of this racist? Is the assumption here that black people are incapable of doing all of this? That would be the implication. Ugh. Yeah. And then there was this nonsense like, oh, you can't. People are going to starve and get dehydrated in the voting line like it's the Sahara Desert or something like that. And you're going to be prosecuted if you give them food or beverage. This was maybe the most distorted piece of the law. All the law says is 
you can't give gifts or things of value in exchange for votes. So if you're a campaign worker, you can't be going out and giving away sandwiches and diet Cokes <laughs> right. to people who are in the voting line at the polling place. The poll workers can give people water and things like that. Though. That's not a gift in that situation. All, all it is is, pre- is preventing corrupt gift-giving exchanges. Nobody was, would regulate that anyway, even if it was against the law. Yeah. So as you were wondering, you get through these basic pieces of the law and and <laughs> you wonder where is the racism that, that Garland alleged. It's not there. This is just the federal DOJ shoving its way into state affairs when it doesn't like the policy. And that's, of course, an incredibly dangerous precedent. Suddenly leftists cheer this. Now, I seem to recall that Trump's lawsuits on state voting uh, rules changes, those were totally unjustified. Um, <laughs> though that was the action of a, a fascist dictator who was uh, trying to retain control at, at any cost. A few distinctions here to keep in mind. Those lawsuits were brought by the Trump campaign, not the federal DOJ. It wasn't William Barr suing states to get them to change their rules. It was the Trump campaign filing these lawsuits within the appropriate jurisdictions. Mm-hmm. Not just the the feds taking some state to court saying do your elections the way that yeah. you the way that we want, we you, want to. you to. And so I guess now we're going to go with uh, you know Trump is an evil dictator to suddenly we want the feds meddling in every election. <laughs> Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger responded to the lawsuit announcement saying quote it's no surprise that they being the Democrats and the federal government would operationalize their lies with the full force of the federal government. I look forward to meeting them and beating them in court. Uh, bottom line, you know, there, there is no constitutional or statutory authority for federal meddling and state election processes this way. And, um, you know, I, to progressives cheering this Merrick Garland solving the racism in Georgia, um, you grant that authority at your own risk because pretty soon it's going to be Emperor Blonde invalidating the 19th in every state in the union, oh, taking God. them all to court. Wouldn't that be something? So maybe you should be pro Merrick here. Maybe That's he's on to something. Mm. We just need a we just need a proper Merrick <laughs> as a G, not this Merrick. <laughs> well, God, man, so many uh, just just federal justice all over tonight. Can't get enough of it. Tell me about they finally got first. It was Osama bin Laden. Then they got Saddam Hussein. Well, I guess Saddam Hussein was captured first. But, you know, in the in the threats to this country, we've been on a good run the last uh, decade and change. Now we got the Indiana grandma who walked inside the Capitol on January 6th. Anna Morgan Lloyd. Does everybody feel safer that this grandmother of five from Indiana is going to be? Guilty she of a looks misdemeanor. pretty misdemeanor. young for a grandma too. Am I wrong? This picture in PJ Media, she looks really young. No. Good Did looking grandma. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. I didn't say gilf. I just said nice <laughs> looking. No, I didn't. I didn't say anything. Okay, so she's pleading guilty <laughs> to one misdemeanor charge for demonstrating in a Capitol building in exchange for three years of probation, which should be really easy because I'm a thousand percent sure she's never committed another crime. And a $500 fine. Listen to this shit, though. She was arrested in February after a Greene County, Indiana Sheriff's Office employee tipped off the FBI (laughs) as her being someone who posted about the Capitol riot online after she applied for a firearms permit. So somebody narked her out after she applied for a firearms permit, and uh, now she's a criminal. What did the firearms permit have to do with it? Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Sheriff's Office 
oh, she applied for like a concealed carry permit and they background checked her. It says a firearm permit. I don't know if it was a conceal and carry permit. Or something like that. Some sort of yeah. sheriff office and issued permit. And then presumably permit. there was some local back, background check done. And, and, then, a gr- <laughs> and the sheriff's office employee doing the background check. Wow. Scanned her Facebook or something like that. And all that they said tipped off the FBI after some, saying she was someone who posted about the Capitol riot. That can't it. be part of the process, is it? Our, our sheriff's yes. departments are going through your social media there's probably to, some shit lib it, oh like God. staffed in every in every right wing sheriff's department just so that they can uh, do stuff like this. So in a sentencing memo, federal prosecutors explained how Lloyd Morgan Lloyd was inside a hallway of the building for 10 minutes, did not commit any violence or destroy any property and did not coordinate or plan her actions beforehand. So she was literally just standing there, just standing there. She was charged with four counts. She pled down. Um, the prosecution is also requesting that as part of her probation, she's unable to purchase a firearm. What? For three years? Yeah. Because she stood in the Capitol without proper authorization. Yeah. Justice. Thank you, feds. Appreciate it. Yeah. And then her shit lib court appointed defense attorney uh, made her denounce her white privilege. He told her that this would be a prudent thing to do. And he also gave her a reading list. To reprogram her political views and in order to cut a deal for no prison time. Prison she was facing time. prison time for misdemeanor trespass, effectively? It, well, they, they got it down to misdemeanor trespass. Oh, it was, I guess, yeah, it was the four counts. Yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we know if this was effective in court? This is what the attorney advised, but did it actually produce? Shit lib defense attorney. What a oh my motherfucker. God. Yeah, fine, whatever. This, this is what everybody wants to do in this country. We have like black people burning down cities and stuff. But like this chick is definitely a threat to my safety. I stay awake every night worried about this, like <laughs> this grandma in Indiana standing inside a federal building, literally doing nothing. I'm yeah. so scared. Well, they they really want to um, prop up this white supremacist narrative that this had something to do with some sort of racial motive or uh if true don't care I, it doesn't matter well yeah the the, the argument yeah I, i'm definitely on board with the argument that racial motive does not make it more or less severe but it doesn't help that it's an outright lie there's really no yeah. evidence that anybody there had any sort of racial motive they keep trying to say that there were white supremacists there they found like a guy who's a self-described white nationalist of some kind and that's basically it out of hundreds of people who entered the Capitol and thousands of people who were in the general area. There's no establishment of any sort of um, racial identitarian component to any of this. But that's going to be not only what brings this uh, this racist grandma to justice, but it's going to be the focus of Nancy Pelosi's or a focus of Nancy Pelosi's new select house committee to investigate the Capitol riot. So recall that there was an effort to get a bipartisan uh, investigation commission and that was blocked in the Senate. So now Nancy Pelosi has the option to create an investigation committee in the house, which of course will be purely partisan. You will likely have zero yeah, Republican really. partic- participation in this. And Nancy, Pel- I don't have to speculate that they're going to make this some weird racial political witch hunt. Nancy Pelosi came out and said it. She said, not only are we looking at potential breakdowns in law enforcement, which if you want to investigate, that's the real issue. How did Capitol Police, how were they not able to stop grandmas from Indiana from walking around? 
Nancy Pelosi, before she even gets into that, says we have to look at the root causes of this, the white supremacism, the anti-Semitism and the Islamophobia. There are two actual uh, paths. One is about the root causes of it, the white supremacy the anti-Semitism, the Islamophobia, all the rest of it that was so evident when you see a sweatshirt on one of the people saying Camp Auschwitz. The other is the security of the capital and what it, what it means to be ready for such an insurrection. <laughs> I, I did not know of this Camp Auschwitz guy. Had you had you seen him? I, I, I looked him up. It's legit. I've got the image uh, on the screen. Oh, my God. Why won't she just die already? She's like a million <laughs> years old. They're Why are we undead. still talking about this? Joe Biden's Ugh. undead. Nancy Pelosi's undead. Hillary Clinton's undead. She they looks younger than she has like in the last 10 years. What is happening? It's all the uh, it's all the foreskin that she foreskins. Fetal yeah. Foreskin. She rubs on their uh, face. Oh, God. Um. Anyway, so. Uh, as I mentioned, there's evidence that like a guy or two are self avowed white nationalists or something. That's really not a thing. But um, this anti-Semitism thing, the best angle that she has is this guy. If you want to see him, he's in the um, NBC News link in the in the notes there uh, wearing a hoodie that says Camp Auschwitz uh, work brings freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But that's the thing. I don't know if that's a joke. I don't know if he's I don't know what his the message is intent is really there because the reason i'm skeptical remember with um gretchen whitmer in michigan there were people patrolling around the michigan state house with signs with whitmer's face with a hitler mustache and it said hitler and it was clearly accusing gretchen whitmer of being a nazi whether that's legit or whether that's cringe who cares that was presented as though they were pro-nazi yeah right 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 and i don't know what this guy's intent is here maybe it's a joke maybe he is pro-nazi i don't know but the that's the problem is the second that there's any imagery, they just assume that assume, guy yeah. is a Nazi. And yeah, but it, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's free country, man. He has the right to wear that hoodie. Absolutely. And this also, is the best, you know, this is the best thing. Any, just this guy. Anybody with uh, this philosophy in this day and age, it, it, they're not classified as Nazis. You have to exist in a certain time and place, which is 1940s Germany. To actually be a Nazi. Well, this guy's honoring some of their uh, some of their facilities, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, but th- th- that doesn't does not a Nazi make. I don't even <laughs> think these people know what they're talking about. I wouldn't question your expertise on the topic. I know. <laughs> as far as Islamophobic, I didn't know this, but um, the guys who were actually charged. They're not um, Muslims, as far as I understand, but the guys who were charged with actually uh, assaulting Brian Sicknick, Sicknick and Spring that group of Capitol police with pepper spray, they're mm. Lebanese. Oh really? And one guy is from, I guess a Lebanese mm. Christian family. I don't know about the mm. other guy. So anti oh, so he's fucked. Yeah. Islamophobic. I, it doesn't strictly apply there, but I guess what I'm saying is like, if there was some kind of anti Arab sentiment generally, why are two of the most high profile criminals of Arab extraction on the day? Like everyone hates Muslims. These guys look the part, but they yeah. seem to have done just fine. Yeah. Yeah odd odd thing there but uh we the effort to get sweet justice in the capital riot continues and uh i guess nancy pelosi is going to continue this charade throughout the house and um 
to the point that you were making earlier. It's like, why are you doing this? Is there some truth that we're going to uncover? Or do you guys just need to keep Trump and Trump supporters at the forefront of thought when people go to vote next time around or when people consider the greatest threats against the country? I mean, you you have to be uh, someone of a... Uh, a particularly bizarre mindset to look at all of the destruction that's been committed across the country over the last year plus, and then see pictures of this grandma from Indiana and think we got her. A threat yeah. has been mitigated. A threat has been eliminated. Thank God. Well, it's because they hate white people. You have to have uh, some special blinders on to reach that conclusion or have that perspective for sure. You ready for hoax hate or something of the, variety yeah I, this counts. i have to play the sounder even Fine. though it doesn't strictly apply okay. and now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of Everyone trump's america happen. hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice that is part of what made it so hilarious is everyone did see it happen and we will see it happen. <laughs> and it's not, um, is it hoax hate? Well, it's not a hate crime because it's not criminal really. And it's not a hoax per se, but it is being presented as a hate event. And one guy who's directly involved directly behind it really, um, says that the hate is invented. So We'll go with it. But in the San Diego area, two high school basketball teams faced off in a championship game. Coronado High beat Orange Glen on a buzzer beating shot. And the two teams and fans stormed to the court after the game. And there's kind of a verbal argument or a scuffle. And during this scuffle, the uh, or some people threw tortillas <laughs> at the Orange Glen team, which matters because the Orange Glen team is predominantly Latino. Here's what it looked like. Court already filled with parents and passersby because of the court storming after that shot, more people quickly becoming involved in that argument. And then you see here the falling down from the top of the screen, a substance flung through the air from the Coronado side into the scrum. Now those are tortillas. And thanks to this NFHS overhead cameras and some sleuthing from full-time hoops, our basketball representative, you can see tortillas there on the left being launched at the Orange Glen side. Some combination of student body members, at least one player involved. Now this is where we have to note that the majority of players for Orange Glen and the school body there is Hispanic, thus making this action and its intent take on a whole new meaning. Oh, my God. Who cares? Mexican people come to the United States and the worst thing that happens to them is they get, you know, all of their medical care and everything covered and then they get tortillas thrown at them. White people go to Mexico. Americans go to Mexico. You get your head cut off and hung from a bridge. <laughs> so I don't know. Was, I've see. seen footage of some of those hate crimes like we referenced earlier. It's some of the uh, most brutal, horrific footage I've ever seen. If true, don't care. I mean, whatever. I can't oh, no. imagine there's a legitimate reason for the, the tortilla throw. Oh, there is. There is. This is deep. See, this is why this is a fun one. Uh, okay, now, okay. the school board reacted immediately. They voted unanimously to fire the, the Coronado um, school board, voted unanimously to fire their head basketball coach. So the team that what? won <laughs> and the team that whose fans or community threw the tortillas, the school board oh. met in an emergency meeting behind closed doors, fired their basketball coach, even though he didn't throw the tortillas. He had nothing to do with the tortilla incident. He was just there, but they fired him. 
There's no evidence he had, he had any involvement. Um, but this is where it gets weird. The, the coach then comes out uh, on Twitter and he says, um, unfortunately, a community member brought tortillas and distributed them, which was unacceptable and racist in nature. I do not condone this behavior. Coronado High School does not condone this behavior and is already taking appropriate action. So he's fired, but he's like, OK with it, I guess, because it was because he was tangentially related to a racist tortilla tossing what a pussy oh my god and um you're already fired find your balls well (laughs) yeah but this i wonder if they were this i wonder if they worked a deal is the thing let me explain a little more because many coronado community members um say the incident was not racist and that the school board is jumping to a conclusion before investigating these facts. And they don't just say it wasn't racist. One man, Luke Cerna, who's a Coronado alum was at the game watching. He claims that he is the guy who brought the tortillas. And he says that he made a request to speak at this school board meeting where the coach got fired and his, his statement and his request to speak was denied. I want to know why the school board not include my statement within public comment at the emergency board meeting when I have firsthand account what happened. My determination is that they wanted to censor my statement from being heard in order to cover themselves from accountability for their creation of this issue into a racial issue rather than getting to the truth of what really happened. They created the story from the get-go by the principal forcing uh, J.D. LaPerry to write the statement that he had racial animus in mind when the end of the game uh, took place, when, in fact, he is not a racist person whatsoever. Now, Luke Cerna himself is a half-Mexican registered Democrat, the guy who brought the tortillas. He says he brought the bag of tortillas to the game because that is a tradition at UC Santa Barbara, where he went to college. And that sounded like BS to me. That sounded like a weird thing to say. But I looked it up. Here it is. Um, UC Santa Barbara alumni throwing tortillas, throwing tortillas onto the basketball court after Gauchos scored their first point became a regular Thunderdome tradition in the early 1990s. They've been doing this for decades at UCSB, actually. So and Cerna says that he told um, the coach who got fired of his plan to bring the tortillas and do this tradition. And the coach had not objected. Now the coach calls it racist, though. Why? Did the school board cut some kind of severance deal with this coach? And what to your question, why would a championship winning coach be backing down so easily and, and admitting and atoning for this racism, which he had, according to Luke Cerna, discussed and been fine with before it actually happened? Oh, my God, this is so stupid. <laughs> why? Because these institutions are eager to flog themselves against accusations of racism. So they'll back down to it and they'll take someone else. They have to have a sacrificial lamb and the coach was the guy. Even though uh, okay. I thought you were getting more tinfoily. Like this was a contrived tortilla throwing or whatever. Oh, like to get to, him fired. Yeah. He no. just wanted to give the Mexican some food. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> he is a Mexican though. He is. This is so stupid. Oh, or Hispanic God. at least. No, they say half Mexican in the news report. Uh, but it, it's okay. It gets even more ridiculous. Uh, the, so the, the, the 
California Interscholastic Federation, which is the state's governing body over these high school sports. Uh, they're investigating the issue. So we're not done. Just the school board firing the coach. There's still a, a state investigation into it. And State Senator Ben Hueso is calling on the CIF to revoke Coronado's championship over the Why? incident. So if you're a high school basketball player, you've had an awesome season. You've won. I don't know if this is a state championship or some sort of like, you know, prestigious championship that they've just won. We're going to revoke it because a guy who's not even on the team, or I guess they said a player might have been involved, but generally this is not a team sanctioned thing. Some guy threw tortillas and they're going to take away the culmination of the season for these high school kids because of uh, tortilla toss. Potentially. This, this state is what senator, people get for, for doing sports. <laughs> this, this state senator says, quote, this intentional act was designed to be racist and should not now nor ever be tolerated. Failure to impose swift and appropriate justice will become a tacit endorsement of the act itself by the CIF and violate CIF's own principles of ethical character building for student athletes. So, you know, if you go to Chipotle and they toss around that tortilla willy nilly, you got to let them know how racist they're being when that happens. Anyway, um, or don't send your kids to public school in California. Better solution. Best solution. Yeah. Coronado. I'm sure they have their fair share of Mexicans, although it is a really wealthy area. So according to the reports, the Coronado team was predominantly white and the Glen orange Glen team was predominantly Hispanic. Although you can see a picture of, the Coronado team here, and there are lots of racial minorities on the team, maybe like a third minority by just estimation here. Hmm. So it's not a, it's not an all white team or anything like that. Well, yeah, it's basketball. <laughs> well, I, I suppose yeah, rules are rules. Um, okay. I, I would have made this a surprise cringe, but I know you've already seen it and pretty much everybody did, but we have to talk about it at least briefly. Yeah. And that is, uh, Last weekend, BET, the Black Entertainment Television, released a trailer for its upcoming movie about an uptight white racist woman named Karen. Mm-hmm. And the movie is called Karen. This is a long way from East Point. Baby, you just got to give it a chance. Tell me about your new neighbors. They're black. Somebody's taking home security serious. Is she nice? Yeah. She's nice. Wait a minute. We have a white entitled neighbor named Karen. Karen. Okay, enjoy yourself. There she is slaving away in the kitchen. I've come across some very suspecting teenagers. Suspecting? Can you please hurry up? Please, they're very aggressive. Yep. She doesn't like black people. We have a search warrant. Well, I'm black. I know. She's doesn't like you either. We are living next door to a racist. Bad things happen to people that don't comply. <laughs> oh my god. Um, what, what a weak, pathetic country we are when um, someone just being racist is a, 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 a premise for an entire horror movie. You know, like, <laughs> we have a racist yeah, really. next door. Yeah, I have neighbors who have all sorts of moronic opinions. I have neighbors next door. Not I shouldn't out my. I have neighbors around me who do all sorts of idiotic things. I don't like. That's not the premise of a horror. Not movie, those neighbors right? that watch the show, though. They're cool. No, definitely not that. That's why I was like, shit. Oh man, I, they're gonna think that I'm talking shit. I'm not, but I also can't. 
I'm not talking shit about you guys. You guys know the ones in the neighborhood who I'm talking shit about. The black ones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. JK, there are no black people in our neighborhoods. Um, Actually, I think I've got one. I don't have I don't have the racial demography, to be honest. True, And I did see those hair braiders up the street. (laughs) Okay, I think that was an Airbnb situation, though. Well, um, uh, (laughs) getting getting my mind back on track here since this one went totally off the rails. Ah. (laughs) Go ahead. I I was hoping that if we're going to make this a horror movie, you could just have racist jokes be jump scares, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah really karen makes a watermelon joke and it's she pops out of nowhere and <laughs> with a bucket of fried chicken oh yeah. i was so terrified yeah um, and all the black people talking in the movie theater are like ah, oh my lord <laughs> yeah currently this has a ratio of forty five thousand down eight thousand and change up so heavily downvoted uh i don't see a release date for the movie it just wrapped filming in february so it probably still has a ways to go my request to you is since this isn't going to be out for a while until we're well into the movie review bit can we watch this for the movie review bit yeah I, yeah totally. okay so we'll watch it and review it together this this has potential to be uh, unfinishable cringe, which is its own unique category to me. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Cuck, but I have seen some terrible movies. I'm not sure that I'll make you watch that movie. Like that movie is horrible, but it's also disgusting. It's also borderline pornographic, so you can't really watch it. Mm. Um, it really should warn you. It's like the not it's the not safest for work movie I've ever seen. Um, <sighs> so don't watch that movie unless you're. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it. It's terrible. It's just an awful movie, almost unfinishable. And I'm sure maybe this one we will should be the same. throw in a a terrible movie every once in a while. I, we'll definitely have to think about ways to uh, play with the format a little bit. But um, there was one commenter in on the um, oh, where's oh here it is. Uh, one commenter on the YouTube video. I'm waiting for Saint Floyd One Man Sacrifice 3D to hit theaters, and I, I think that would be. <laughs> great for the production team of this movie but i personally hope it's called uh, the passion of the george i hope they go with <laughs> the passion of the george when they make that movie the passion of the george in 3d That's good. he was so holy yeah so now that we're done with uh that uh well movie preview we can talk about a movie review and the movie this week is my cousin Vinny. so as always yes. uh your thoughts and why you picked it as a blonde favorite you know, I'm having a hard time justifying my uh, movie choices that are almost entirely based in nostalgia. But um, I, I have seen this movie, like, honestly, maybe 30 times. Wow. <laughs> Starting when I was, you know, four. I, I've watched it probably on like an annual basis. It's huh. pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I picked this movie because... There are some hilarious, there's some hilarious commentary on like regional America Mm. that I think is uh, really important right now. Um, The legal stuff is really funny. And then I I like a good, a good diamond in a rough, in the rough story. So, you know, Vinny, he was um, always a good attorney at heart, but he needed to be refined. Mm. Uh, it's just a fantastic film. It's so funny. Marissa Tomei, Smoke Show. Uh, so many one-liners that have just carried through my entire life. Mm. It's, just, it's a classic, excellent comedy. Well, this movie won me over the easiest way that a movie can, which is with elite writing. Um, it it's is funny. Yeah. It is clever. Um, it's very smart. 
And yeah. um, as far as what I appreciated, the, the, the writing and the dialogue, A+. So I knew from the start with this dialogue between Bill and the sheriff where they're misunderstanding each other. Bill thinks that he's admitting to stealing a can of tuna accidentally yeah. and the sheriff thinks he's admitting to murder. I thought, okay, that's pretty good because to write that kind of um, double meaning dialogue right. without it, with it sounding somewhat natural and not totally forced and weird is, is well, pretty Well, they do difficult. it twice. Uh, no, and then they had the prison scene yeah. with Vinny and um, Stan, and that one was even better. Yep. So um, the movie did win me over early in that way, and it won me over later by totally tying up stuff that early in the movie I thought was kind of weird and pointless. So what mm-hmm. I, the other thing I love about the writing and, and this movie in general is how seemingly unimportant things turn out to be crucially important. And... I like that for its own sake, but I also like that because of how it applies to a legal case in particular. You want right. to win a legal, you want to win at trial. You need to pay attention to, to every details. single detail, even stuff that seems like it doesn't matter might win or lose the case. So the, the mud on the tires when Vinny and Mona Lisa arrive in town, seems like a weird kind of pointless scene. It's not um, the conversation about the grits at the diner. Yeah. Seems like a weird kind of pointless scene. It's not. Um, Mona Lisa's odd expertise with tools and hardware and all this. Uh, when they the, they have they have the the leaky faucet in the hotel room. Same thing. Right, Seems right. kind of. I saw that scene. I thought, what the hell is the point of this dialogue? What is she talking about? And her about? amateur photography. That's right. I forgot about that too. Yeah. So all of these things come together. You think they're dumb and pointless at the start, and they come together to be crucially important pieces of the case. I loved that because it really so tidy. Yeah, there were almost no loose ends. There's maybe like one, which I'll get to in a minute, but almost no loose ends in this, which I really appreciate. And things that you think are wasted time turn out to be not at all wasted time. Yes, so that was yes. really and cool to think about. I love that this this female lead. Um, this is another strong woman done right thing because uh, she has expertise because she she worked in a garage growing up and she had all this car knowledge. Um. But at the end of the day, she just wanted to be a wife and mom. And she ends up saving yeah. the day and everything. And she's like, just fucking marry me and put a baby in me. <laughs> exactly. And I loved that scene. I had to give credit to that. I've got the scene linked in the review if you haven't oh, seen it. Oh, it's so good with her floral jumpsuit. And she looks great. My biological clock is ticking yes. like this. <laughs> and I, 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 yeah. And Vinny's sitting there stressing over the, the weight of the case and everything that is riding on it. And yeah. she is going off about, you know, her blonde's disease and needing to get married and, and all of this. And, and it, I had a very similar reaction, which is like the dialogue was funny going back and forth between them was funny, but there's a really important truth there. And and that yeah. is that you can give a woman everything else, but if you don't give her a ring and a baby, she's not going to be satisfied. And you, you really shouldn't be surprised when that urge confronts you yeah. at an inopportune at the time. Worst possible time. Um, yeah. Also the other, the other life truth there is that it doesn't, matter what's going on in the world it doesn't matter that the the lives of two innocent boys were hanging on Vinny because she still needed to have kids yeah right then (laughs) so you know so she's like I don't give a shit what's going on it's like uh figure it out and also he's old in this you know he's Joe Pesci's got to be like 20 years older than Marissa I was gonna look it up because I thought that is I don't know how old his character is supposed to be but he visually is fairly old. old yeah so um as far as things that i these are, you know, nitpicks. I love this movie, but some things that were maybe not totally satisfying to me. Um, the two hundred dollar fight bit, 
I didn't think got a very satisfying end. They built up this plot line of Vinny fighting this guy for 200 bucks, this guy who's probably three times his size. And they, they, there are pieces of it that develop throughout the movie. You think it's going somewhere. And then he just kind of dives on him in this weird passing scene and takes the money. And that's it. I really thought oh, they I thought were it was going so somewhere. Ah, I thought that there was something more clever, something bigger coming than just that. Vinny just didn't want to deal with him. You know, yeah. like he could have kicked his ass cause he's this short little bit, very tough New Yorker. And he just was like, oh, I just don't want to deal with you. And then finally, he just takes the money and, and just punches him in the face. I think it's one of the funnier scenes in the film. I don't know. that I, It had potential. It just didn't really go anywhere for me. But, you know, uh, that's a, that's like a 1% complaint, if that. And then you mentioned kind of Vinny's transformation from basically a, a five-time bar failure to right. uh, defense attorney of, you know, the best defense attorney of all time. And... um I suppose the symbolism maybe to me that was sort of unexplained, but I suppose maybe the symbolism like you're saying is um, that Mona Lisa's nudging of him reading through the procedure book, tipping him off to some things that he wasn't aware of or was overlooking. Maybe the symbolism or the meaning is a good woman is something that truly unlocks your potential. Yeah. um, Makes the most of yourself. I suppose maybe there's something there in the end. Like this, this movie is so good about, using every moment to achieve something in the end that I assume they're probably going for something like that. That was the only thing that was a little unexplained to me was like, how did he go from absolute legal dunce to champion lawyer with the flip of a switch? Because he had the drive and the initiative and he had that. There was this scene um, where Bill is explaining um, the, the card trick that Vinny did. Hmm. Uh, he says, you know, he was talking to, talking to his friend about why they shouldn't go with the public defender. And he's yeah. like, um, you know, I, I saw I saw Vinny and the, this Houdini guy at the, my cousin's party or whatever. And it's every time he had a trick, Vinny would be like, no, the cards in his pocket and blah, 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 blah. Right. And he just nailed yeah. him every time. And so that was just showing, you know, Vinny had the potential always to be this great attorney to find these little details that would unravel the prosecution's case. Um, but he lacked the um, the the actual legal knowledge and and that's why mona lisa was so instrumental because she was studying yeah. his work and she's like uh you know you have discovery right yeah you, you they have to give you your files why did he give you your files because he has to give you <laughs> yeah. your files it's called discovery you dickhead yeah <laughs> plus uh well i give it i give it a five wiki so this is the second five Woo! wiki i've i've rewarded what was the other one they live we love you you're very special. They Live was the other to receive this coveted award. And um, the other thing I'll say positively, Joe Pesci is probably the perfect actor for oh, that character. Is... There was a lot of physical comedy in just his stature, especially relative yeah. to that Frankenstein freak of a judge. And Marissa Tomei even kind of towers over him. Yeah. So he was a, a great actor for that role. Oh, it was just so perfect. I just, I just love my cousin Benny. Well, as far as the... Uh, audience rating of the show. Um, yeah, everybody's kind of right in line there. A, a slim majority, 51% of voters so far, give it a five wiki. So Woo! very popular movie. And in general, um, 
uh, I've seen some statistical breakdowns of the audience rating of the show. Our friend Michael Schlecht is looking at, at some of that. And um, in general, people rate your movie picks fairly highly. They're pretty reliably like in the four, four and a quarter to four and a half average um, Great a- average range. So people generally agree with your high opinion of a lot of these movies. I um, bet a lot of them have childhood nostalgia. Could be. Uh, next week we will watch Blade Runner and yes. keep in mind next week means July 11th. There will be no movie review this next week because of the 4th of July show and all that. So Blade Runner will be July 11th. After that, the nominees are a weird lineup right here. Citizen Kane, Uncle Buck, Winter's Bone, Smoke Signals and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. The current vote is Uncle a... Buck. Yeah, a little bit of a lead for Uncle Buck, but Pee Wee not far behind and Citizen Kane still in play as well. Just a reminder, if you want to submit your own movie ratings each week and you want to vote for the next movie that's coming up for the movie review, the one and only place to do that is in the weekly movie review column that I post. You can find that linked on the homepage of my website. It's MattChristensenMedia.com. Okay, that will do it. That's a stream. Let's catch up with uh, our chat and we'll call it a night. I think you're going to love Blade Runner. Okay. That's my guess. I'll Although probably, I don't know. I probably won't see it before the fourth. So okay. it'll be a week and change before I actually sit down to watch it. Blade Runner's awesome. Um, mm. all right, cool. Uh should we get to some super chat? Yes. Yes, ma'am. I almost said yes, sir, because it's that time of night. But we're before two hours. Yes, ma'am. Greg no Olson. Great YouTube channel, uh, Unreasonable Doubt, where world-renowned criminal defense lawyer Mark Garagos, Garagos, uh, Garagos reveals the latest in our nation's most high-profile legal cases with podcast king Adam Carolla, who I love. Ooh. That sounds really interesting. I bet that is Unreasonable cool. Doubt. Thank you for that. I'll have to check it out. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm sweating my balls off. Um, Daniel Kunkel says, the U.S. just bombed targets in Iraq and Syria that reportedly are linked to Iranian-backed militias. I wonder if the media will rant about starting World War III like they did when Trump ki- when Trump killed Soleimani. I'm I didn't sure even hear about that. Is that breaking on the tonight? Front. Let me mm. see. Uh, I sell cat litter. Winchester 115 grain ball ammo has a recall. Go to their website for lot numbers, mostly after March 2021. Man. Hmm. I do see like kind of obscure news references to this, this uh, bombing of Iran backed militias in Syria and Iraq, but like not like sort of odd publications. I have no idea, but these are, this is like as of two hours ago. Mojack 420 love the show, but it reminds me the work week starts in 10 hours. That's the worst <laughs> feeling. Oh, that Sunday night feeling. Oh, that's that's kind of why we picked Sunday night to begin, though. I, Sunday yeah. night relaxation and sort of mental preparation is always um, key for me when I was on a more traditional work schedule. That's true. And so yeah. that's the aim of the Sunday night kind of weekly recap. So started God reading speed. Stalin's War totally changes the World War II storyline. I know. Hmm. No comment. Okay. Incompetent <laughs> Hands 30 says, uh, what did Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Faith Goldie have in common? I don't know. They almost got run over. Um, did Faith Goldie almost get run over in Charlottesville? Is that? I don't know. Only one driver will go free and gets to have gay sex while the other got life and has to go have gay sex. I don't understand this. <laughs> okay. So one is a, one's got to be a reference to James Fields in Charlottesville, right. but I didn't know that Faith Goldie was nearly hit by him. I know she was there, 
but yeah. we see almost, I, I don't know how close it was or not. The other is a reference to the, um, the case in Florida that we talked about last weekend where it was the gay pride parade and the guy accidentally right, hit right. the gas and ran over somebody. I, I haven't seen an update on that. Is that guy facing charges? I mean, he killed somebody. Yeah, but it was homo on homo crime. So, so that doesn't get prosecuted. That gets a free pass. For me, it does. <laughs> does the FBI track? Does the FBI track uh, those data? Probably not. I don't know. How many homosexuals have killed people with a car this year? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Connor says Matt and Blonde, Seamus of Freedom Tunes, did a long interview with the YouTube channel Pints with Aquinas. It's all about Catholicism mm. and the current political climate. It is a must watch i do love shaman and i know he's into his catholicism maybe he would be yeah. a good person to talk i've only talked to him about his cartoons and about the politics of his cartoons and all that i've never talked to him about faith but i know he's he's uh, very much a man of faith so um yeah maybe maybe i could hear his thoughts black magic mm, this is so bad I can't read this, dude. Let me. I, I want to see it just so no. I. It's got to be bad if it's, it's if so it's immediately bad. recognizable. Let me uh, see. Francis Charter and lots of talk about a dead man switch. Dead man switch. Hmm. Did you read it? Uh. Okay. I mean, it's. <laughs> uh. Yeah. It like ends it's, in gas one or two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. I was going to say at first glance, it, I had to get into it. Too. I'm like, that doesn't look so bad. <laughs> You're really baiting Susan with that one. Um, uh, thank you, Black Magic. Eric Nervik. Did anyone in the condo know anything about Hillary? It looks like moving out of Seattle was a good choice. Blonde, it was 101 degrees. I'm in L.A. and it's only 78. Yeah, but it's 105 degrees in North Idaho. Sweating my ass. That's crazy. Yeah, we're on the just the other side of that heat wave. It's Ugh. supposed to get hot here, but not a hundred degrees. We're talking like ninety degrees. Oh, I have no air conditioning. Yeah. So this is really miserable. Surprised I didn't complain more. Everybody praised me for not complaining as much as I wanted to. Napoleon Third, I can't watch live for study here. Shekels. What are your thoughts on the idea that the United States was originally developed to be a non modern state, unlike France and more like Austria Hungary? That's that's interesting. Like uh, baked into the cake to well, what does that avoid mean? modernity. Yeah, I guess I don't really understand the premise. Like we were supposed to be um, more regimented and defined by tradition. I don't know. I doubt it. Mm. They were they were revolutionaries by their very nature. So probably not. Or they would. And I just don't know. Crown. I don't know enough about uh, European intricacies. France and Austria, Hungary, it's to, to make the comparison, unfortunately. Oh I'm sorry, man, but thank you, and good luck in your in your studies. Ooh. Okay, Bill McPherson, special announcement. My daughter was born Wednesday evening weighing 8 pounds, 13 ounces, 21 inches long. The midwife and nurse said it was the most beautiful, perfect birth, and we were home later. That oh, that's night. great that's to so hear. lovely. I'm so Congratulations, Congratulations to you and your lovely wife, and um, all the best, What a man. joy. What yeah, joy. great news. Joshy boy, don't worry, Matt. I'm sure Jen Psaki will circle back to railing against Trump on Twitter. I I was patrolling her Twitter account to try to see if such a thing was there, and she didn't have anything interesting to say. Incompetent hands. Halloween is on a Sunday, too. Can Ping 2 make Matt look like a scary David Chipmunk? 
uh oh like for halloween yeah she's she's good with that sort of stuff she probably could um, um that'd be an interesting concept that'd be funny blonde tell everyone you're going as swalwell ccp lover and then take the night off and get lauren chan to co-host i like both <laughs> these ideas that's great we would not treat lauren that way i love her uh, she's so great i'm actually supposed to be, i was supposed to film with her on thursday but i just had like a terrible night with the baby so it's going to be upcoming this week i've got mm, to reschedule cool long john john says jog teeth sounded like a real blast who's hype for 2020 <laughs> We had a really interesting call on Wednesday, uh, callers speculating that going forward in future years, cities with limited resources, cities and local jurisdictions to make celebrations in the summer with fireworks or say other things like that that cost money. Uh, there will be choices that must be made about where to invest resources in celebration. Will it be the 4th of July or will it be Juneteenth? Uh, interesting to watch for future summers. I hate 4th of July celebration, so... I love the 4th of July. Oh, oh my God. You know, I know that white trash are our brethren and everything, <laughs> but like fucking fireworks start here like two weeks yeah, before the 4th it. of July and it's like 3 a.m. And I know that there's some drunk hillbilly a mile away that's like, woohoo! <laughs> I love it. Like, I know it's annoying, but this. I still love it. And then all my dogs bark and it wakes up my baby. It makes me want to kill people. Um... Jan Garugu says, $10 repost, you need nukes to fight the U.S. government. This is from the country that has gotten their butts kicked consistently by rice farmers and goat herders since 1955. Yeah. <gasps> True. Do the, uh, are they got a lot of F-15s and nukes in those Afghan caves and those yeah, um, really. Vietnamese uh, rice fields? Yeah. Yeah, really. They store them in the anuses of the goats. <laughs> why, I think they store a lot that? of things in there in the uh, caves of Afghanistan, I'm told. They do, yeah. yeah. Knuckle hunky buck. So if there were another insurrection, would they nuke the Capitol? I'm no military strategist. Strategist. My brain. <laughs> it's that time of night. Strategist. Strategery. Uh, but something about that doesn't seem quite right. Yeah, really. Uh, Furious Dan says, big talk from Joe, who was in the government when I lost to Vietnam. Gosh, that's crazy to think about. Wow. Um, hmm. I need to reload this. I do have Mojack 420. Want to stop gun violence, ban 13% of the population joggers and stop 53% of the homicides. Yes, I know, Mojack. <sighs> Disavow, Susan. Okay. Mm. Uh, Davy Crockett says, I just found this site. Thank you. Well, uh, if, you, if you're new to the show, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for, uh, thanks for supporting the show as well. Appreciate it. Um, Yeon. Garuga says, uh, one, find exploitable issue two propose fix based on feels ensure proposal based on or bad enough. Sorry for constant political resistance. Three, make negligible process to wave as victory and four, demand loyalty to fight the problem forever. It sounds like you've cracked the code. We're watching that <laughs> weekly and monthly. Son of the wolf. This tone nonsense is just blonde's convoluted, complicated way of saying she has a foot <laughs> fetish. There are exactly zero women on the planet that have a foot fetish. This is a man thing. Feet are gross. I have a foot aversion, not a foot fetish. That's stupid, too. You know, your feet invariably are going to be cleaner than your hands. I don't care. If anyone's feet touch my pillow, it pisses me off. That's insane. You wipe your ass with your hands. Unless Don't you're a, a real person that has a bidet. Not like I'm with, um, I'm folk. with, I'm team Muslim on this one. Isn't, isn't that the deal with their shoes and their feet things like feet are dirty? Isn't that the cultural norm? That's so stupid. That's why it's disrespectful. But they to probably throw a shoe walk around 
Yeah, but they, they walk around barefoot and goat shit. So I see why they think their feet are dirty. My feet are pristine and clean all the time. Don't care. They shouldn't touch anybody. Whatever. That's so dumb. Uh, long dog, John. <laughs> Matt and I once made love and oh man, is he. What? I can't. No, you're, you're going to read this. I'm not reading <laughs> that. It's the most uh, goddamn faggy thing I've ever seen. Uh, Matt and I once made love and he is rough. Um, thanks. Th- I, I, I'm going to adapt this. Thank heavens I'm okay. The same couldn't be said for the condo. Okay. <laughs> I'm not reading. I'm not reading that. That much. My parents are listening. I can't say butthole. <laughs> yeah. Even though I just made a joke about goat anuses. Okay. J-Lo says. Well, goats get an exception. That's true, especially in the Middle East. Um, hey, Madam Blonde, have you seen the lengths the Canadian government is going to repress documents related to the Winnipeg Virology Lab mm. and Wuhan connections? Did they play a role in this mess? Yes, I'm sure they did. I'm There's sure got to be Canadian Fauci Western, who helped out. Yeah, for real. I, I didn't know. I don't know anything about that, though. So um, if you have information, send it my way. I'd like to take a look. Boogeyman says cheers. Cheers to you, Boogeyman. Thank you, Boogeyman. Wicked RCL, since we're talking about George Floyd, do you know that the little piece of paper sticking out? Mm. <laughs> Is it actually called that? Are you are you Googling Niggly Wiggly? Right <laughs> Careful. Of Although a Hershey's I think that, kiss? Is I think that, that, that is the proper term. The common the common little paper tail is known as a joggly wiggly in nineteen oh seven. He introduced the key. That's what it's called. A joggly woggly. Oh, really? Um, no, it it's called the N-word wiggly, but I'm trying to make no, it more. Niggly. <laughs> no, no, Susan. Um, yes, that is correct. That that term is proper. If Bernie Sanders can say niggardly, I'm pretty sure we can say niggly. I am not going to be niggardly. Right? Susan decides and God knows she's not principled. Doc Bailey, I love my country and I love the army, even though they did me dirty on discharge. But what the chief of staff said about white rage was just too damn much. I think we need to purge the weenies ASAP. You should make a yard sign with that on it. Mm. Purge yeah, I don't even have time to get into that. But all the, the commentary from um, the army general and there was a, a Navy. I forget what his uh, officer title is, but a high level Navy guy speaking before Congress and saying the same things. Yeah. Everyone needs to read, um, Ibram X Kendi's book and we need to talk about critical race theory and we need to make sure that all our, our soldiers and sailors and the rest of our service members are, are woke, uh, in each of their units. Our military is going to crap, man. You could tell that based on the two moms, lesbian, uh, mortar chick or whatever her job was. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah seriously. Uh, Bobby Collins, how dare you? Two girls, one cup was premium content back in the day. Nothing like some self-serve, soft-serve to end a great weekend. Gross. Nobody wants to think about that. Why did we watch God, that? Just the thought does make my stomach feel upset. I haven't, I've never watched it since. Well, why would you? Rocksteady says, richest county in Tennessee, Williamson County, Sheriff employs a, for, a former Secret Service agent who tracks down white supremacists and gives speeches about white supremacy as the greatest threat to Tennessee. Wow. Oh, that's outrageous. Mm. Forgotten values. Fox News. House Republicans voted to defund the police. Pelosi claiming that after Republicans voted against a $350 billion bill to fund liberal cities. Yeah. Yeah. Political gamesmanship. 
knuckle hunky buck. It's a non-inclusive microaggression to call it a tortilla. The sensitive way to say it is tortilla X. Tortilla X. I will have, I will have to I like remember it. that. Like yeah. James Atkins, could you please tell Dan F that it's time to embrace the tinfoil? It's just where we are. P.S. I am Sofa King. <laughs> we Todd it. You got it? You get that one? Yeah. I that one's a classic. Know, the old classic. Sofa King trap. The old Sofa King. Trap to the yeah. world. If Matt has not seen Tommy Wiseau, Wiseau's movie, The Room, please make sure that the bad that that is the bad movie you watch. First saw it in 2010, and it was like hearing the gospel for the first time. I had to share it with everyone. Hmm. Why do I hear my own voice, Mom and Dad? Are they listening to the stream elsewhere? Yeah, downstairs. Hmm. Uh, John Bounds. So Texas Tech has a tradition of throwing tortillas to celebrate. Too obviously has nothing to do with race, so it's definitely not an unheard of tradition. Also, fuck Texas Tech. <laughs> I had never <laughs> fair. I had never heard of this, but apparently it is legit, at least at UC Santa Barbara and maybe elsewhere. I've never heard of throwing tortillas on a basketball court, but I also wouldn't care if I saw it. Wouldn't mm. matter to me at all. I have. I do it every time I go to a Home Depot. I just like a Frisbee <laughs> and just throw the tortillas at the people. Well, the workers but, are hard to come by these days. You got to attract them whatever, you know, whatever way you can. Got jobs hungry. to be done. Knuckle Hunky Buck is Children of Men on the list. It's a slightly subtle pro super pro-life movie that would be worth watching for the six minute long take alone. Everyone should see it. Children of Men. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember loving it um, long ago. Esoterica Unbound. Meanwhile, the Juneteenth celebratory homicides have pushed the Baltimore body count for, oh my gosh, 2021 up to 163. (laughs) But what joggers really need fear are those racist suburban white women. Yes. And and Joe Biden talked to the Baltimore mayor. It's all those guns coming in from other places and other states. If only, you know, people in uh, West Virginia would get with the program, then Baltimore would maybe could stop murdering themselves. Yeah, really. Jan Garugu, producer of Karen is the same guy that gave us the film with the hit rap song. He says nickel, but I assume that's not what he meant. Many, many I, I don't know. I don't know the song. I'm 100% nickel. Bender bangs chest for <laughs> emphasis. On, uh, now looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't really? know the song. I guess I'll have to check it out. David Richardson, um, was that Frankenstein of a judge pun intentional? The actor played Herman Munster. It, it was. We talked about this the other day, didn't we? I suppose I, um, like, I didn't. I actually wasn't trying to make a reference to that, but Blonde and I did talk about that. He, It makes sense, too. He just looks like a giant Frankenstein man. He does. Yeah. So he's he's perfectly suited for that sort of role. But he's yeah, only 6'5", um, though. He's not like seven feet tall. Well, I guess relative to Joe Pesci. He's <laughs> a tiny Joe, man. Yeah. yeah, Joe Pesci's 5'4", according to the internet. I thought he was smaller than that. Um, Knuckle Hunky Buck. If Matt reviews Uncle Buck, is he going to have a hard time pronouncing it like he does with my name? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. I, I can't say. I, I always do struggle with that name. Uncle Buck, I think I can handle, though. He, he's got it. Um, Photobet yeah. says, seriously, I was no one linked McAfee's files to the collapsed building. He tweeted about his files being in there. Did what? He? Do you have the tweet? Um, send it my way if you do, because I've not heard of that connection. Uh, okay, but I'm going to Google this, but we're good over on YouTube. Okay, let me uh, catch up on Tippy Stream and Trovo and DLive. Uh, that would be a very interesting coincidence if that's true. Where did I leave off? Uh, let's see. I think, okay, here. Phil says the white rage bit would seem to be 
the powers that be giving themselves room to react with extreme prejudice if or when there is a reaction to the destructive plans. It's an attempt to head off the next McVeigh while demonizing mm. um while demoni- demonizing all of us in the process. Yeah. yeah. But you can see you can see the effort to make everybody into a radical terrorist and to try to disarm people. That you connect all of those pieces and you can see uh, potentially an agenda at play. I agree. Bill says, uh, once you give people like Merrick Garland uh, any power in your country, uh, they use it to beat you and your folk to death. <laughs> it's, uh, but uh, he says, noticing a pattern gets a person called a name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Phil is no stranger to names, I suppose. Uh, I don't think he fears being called a name. No Guardy says if a felon can't be trusted to own a firearm, they shouldn't be trusted outside of a prison. Interesting point. If they're released from prison, they should have all rights of a normal person. Don't trust them. Keep them in. I can see that argument. Um, yeah. Yeah. How about this, though? How about like the crime of attempted murder? Because I don't think we would say that attempted murder. Does attempted murder justify life in prison? Maybe you could make that argument. Yeah. Attempted yeah, attempted like, murder means that you would have killed them, but something went wrong. What about like conspiracy to like you didn't even take an action. You just like had a plot. Well, yeah, that's taking an action. You that plan to be, kill somebody and something goes wrong and you aren't able to execute the plan. Yeah. Should be life imprisonment. Person. Yes. I don't know. I can, I can, I can see the point that he's making, but I, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to illustrate is a, is a point where someone committed a violent crime and life imprisonment is probably not a, appropriate. Would you still restore that person's rights um, to a firearm? And I'm no. not even asking that rhetorically. I'm just considering what our options are in this play, in this situation. No, uh-uh, no, no. Can you think of a, a violent crime that wouldn't be ju- that, a violent crime for which life in prison wouldn't be justified. Um, and you would restore that person's rights after the, after the release. No. Okay. Cause uh, Gardy's point is just, if they're, if they're violent and you don't trust them, they should just be in prison until they die. Basically. I don't know. Maybe some, some light spousal abuse. <laughs> Well, the domestic violence gets you on the no gun list, period. Even misdemeanor domestic uh, domestic violence. Seriously? Yeah. Current under current law. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, interesting questions to iron out. Thank you for the thoughts, Guardy. I can see where you're coming from. Um, D live ETC supporting the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for that. And let's see. Uh, C2K says. Uh, not saying I got drunk with friends and forgot the show was on, but thanks Darth Jones for being on point. Vinny was worth three wikis in my uh, opinion and I'm drunk. So don't argue with me people. No way. No way. Now I get to come at this from the other side. You're out of your goddamn mind. For now let me give you a five point (laughs) speech about why you're wrong and an (laughs) idiot. And I'm unsubscribing. Uh, Chubby stubby says, thank God that racist meemaw is facing justice feel so safe now and i'd sell my guns back if it wasn't for that damn boating accident you know if you're if you are not armed and you're looking for uh some pieces to fill your gun safe uh just take a take a dive to your local lake bottom of the lake should be well stocked with firearms of a wide assortment if you're still looking to pick one up 
very soon. All right. I think we are uh, all set. Let me reload and make sure. Good, because I am really hot. Yeah, you're going to so have to hot. go take an ice bath or something. Oh, there are a few. She. Okay. Um, Eric Burns March. Marsh. Since General Millie Vanilla <laughs> declared the whites to be the enemy, uh, where is everyone expatting to? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you just uh, you you uphold the Ruby Ridge tradition and you declare North Idaho an autonomous zone. Maybe Everyone that's your best get part. out. <laughs> get out. A link to the future is the Blade Runner sequel on the list. I thought it was surprisingly good despite some issues. It's not. I've never seen it. Isn't it pretty recent? Or, or I am I thinking know. of something else? I haven't seen the original, obviously, so I don't remember. Lapco 92. The Forgotten Comedy is 1981's Zorro the Gay Blade with George Hamilton. It's not easy mm. to come by, but it's a great throwback to when we could laugh at deviant behavior. Weren't those the days? Mm. Um, NJ Scoundrel. This is a good note to end on. Blonde, I need your female expertise. My filthy Spanish wife <laughs> washes her hair only twice a week. She's advising our daughter to wash her hair every other day. As a broad yourself, what is your advice? The key to excellent hair, my hair is up, but I have fantastic hair, is infrequent washing. You want hmm. to preserve the natural oils of your hair. And if you wash it infrequently, you, you can cut it less. Um, so your filthy Spanish wife is actually doing the right thing. If she could get it down to one wash a week, that's prime washing territory and, uh, washing your, your, your daughter's hair every other day. That's pretty standard and probably a little bit too much. So it looks like your dirty Spanish wife is, is, um, doing the right thing. She's close. Throw a tortilla at her and get her in line. She's not Just too smack far her off. in the face with a tortilla. <laughs> Does that count for the Spanish, like actually from Spain or do they have no, tortillas No, they're there? European. She's probably okay. like. <laughs> I just, I don't even know what they there. eat in Spain. Are they, are they doing tacos and burritos or is that strictly no, it's, uh, it's like tapas? Lat- it's like Latin American thing. chicken and you know. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what a way to end the show. Uh, cultural expertise as always thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight it is very much appreciated and if you uh, need more material to listen to you can find all of that um, over on the website along with everything else that's show related but uh, we have uh, the call-in show available for playback we got some of Blonde's interviews that she's been doing lately Uh, extra stuff you might not find on YouTube mattchristensenmedia.com for all of your show related needs Uh, You can also get in touch with us on the website if you want to send us a message and tell us how terrible our opinions are or how terrible our movie opinions are, or if you want to rate the movies and vote on the movies. All of that. MattChristensenMedia.com. We'll be back Thursday this week. Don't forget, no Wednesday stream, no Sunday stream. Thursday this week, because if it's Sunday, usually, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's the Matt and Blonde Show. We'll see you Thursday night. Bye.